Episode 134 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we're coming to you live from the Parkway Theater and Lounge inside the actual theater. So that means we must be talking to Abjuration again. Thanks for having us. Yes. (laughs) And the other beautiful thing is, since we are in the theater, we have fantastic acoustic situations going on here. Right. You don't have to worry about, you know, the crowd noise and people dropping things and everything like that. Yeah, it's very very fantastic every time we record in here. I enjoy it. It's our our favorite on-location location. location. Without a doubt. Yes. Nice. So all those voices you heard, we have Adam, the co-host. Of course. I'm Steve, the other co-host. And then we have the team from Abjuration. Including Dave, the janitor, and Tom, <laughs> the brewer spoon with a head, and John, the monkey boy, and they're all here. <laughs> he's, he's made of a third half of Ison by weight. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we will be talking to abjuration all week, or well, yeah, all week, and then next week, just listen to this episode again because we're going to do a clip show for Thanksgiving. Honestly, you could just have this show on a loop. Yeah, just listen to this show. It's continuous. Then go back to episode 100. That's another one of their shows. And then episode 45. Mm -hmm. Put them all three back to back to back. The audio isn't as great on 45, but... We got better. 100 is pretty good. It is. That's a solid episode. And we were talking beforehand. That was a really good lineup, too, in terms of beer and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a really good lineup. So we, we certainly have a high watermark we have to, to hit. So let's get going on that right now. Yeah. Right. If we're at Abjuration, we're drinking Abjuration beer. So that means we have the first one up for the evening, and I'll let Tom or Dave or John introduce it. Yeah, I can do this. This is just a pale ale. We try to change up the hop on it. It's kind of our test bed for hops. Um, and this one is HBC 692, I believe. Is that what it is? 462. No, I don't think it's 4692, it's I believe. Same as my luggage. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. Right. Uh, but anyway, it's a, a basically a hybrid of Sabro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the daughter of Sabro. So it sort of has a woody, creamy characteristic, is okay. what the description says. Uh, and believe it or not, I think it actually comes through. Um, yeah. it's, uh, I think this is a hop to keep our eye on. It's very, very good. It's, this is 5%, 5 something percent. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've had trouble with our pail over the last couple of times, so it was nice to get a, a good one out this time. So, <laughs> okay. So, what the, what version number is this one? Uh, good question. I think it's two, is it four? Two point four. Two point four. And those that are not aware, with abjuration, the way they do the recipes is, and I believe this is still correct. You only do your recipe once. Uh, we've actually gone back and done a couple of them a few extra times. We uh, out of now out of 119 beers, uh, I think we did five again. Okay. Uh, and then that was before we did the vanilla Belgian again for our uh, two-year anniversary. We're uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, that one is that's one of our favorite. I love that style Belgian, so I'm really yeah. excited for it. I uh, agree. That is one of my favorite beers. Period. Triple Excite. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, What's I mean the, van- the, the vanilla Belgian. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. is one of the ones we've yeah. redone. That was the we we started off with that beer, uh, our first opening night. So it's nice to have it again, uh, back in rotation for the two. Yeah, we also remember. I mean, if you don't want to go back to listen to episode forty-five, but our story begins with abjuration and finding you guys at Beers of the Bird. Yes, with that beer, with that beer, and that immediately attracted us to you guys. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Well, we definitely I mean, had a contingent of people standing there drinking that <laughs> beer. That right. Day. That's. 
it's it's one of those real worth it. Got to go out of your way yeah. for it beers. That was I would say almost like a watershed moment. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Um, but let's look at the APA. Mm-hmm. It's uh, looks like a pale ale. It's the standard New England hazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, very hazy. So it's, you know, it's bringing a good bit of juiciness. I, I really think uh, we, we're definitely down that part of the style. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, totally opaque. I mean, kind of looks like orange juice. And if you uh, take a big old snooter full of it, guess what? Ooh. Guess what? Yeah. That legit smells real good. It smells a little bit dank. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a little bit of that weed stink to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, like, woodsy portion of that experimental yeah. hop coming in. So, yeah, it brings, yeah. it brings a subtle, subtle dankness. Well, this American's going to try this beer right now. I had already tried it. Um, yeah. Ooh, boy. Hold up. I mean, it's, th- think, two weeks out since we put it on draft, and it's it's a really, really nice spot. Mm-hmm. And like, there's there's no other adjuncts into this, right? It's just straight up, just this is the pale ale, and then the hop, just to feature the hop. Correct. Okay. And, okay, because like you were yeah. saying, it has that woody creaminess to it, and there is like a creaminess to there is. the beer. There, there is. It's, that's actually from the hop. I mean, there's oats in this, and a little bit of wheat, but not not so much that would make that characteristic quite like that. Right. So that's definitely from the hop. Yeah. Yeah. It just has like a real big mouthfeel to it. And like that hop sits around, but it's not, uh, I don't know, it's not overly bitter or anything for me. Adam is probably a better judge of how bitter a hop is. Uh, this is not a bitter beer at all. Okay. This is this is actually, uh, I'm going to straight up say it's enjoyable. Okay, wow. Uh, it does Deeper have- Deeper crack. <laughs> 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 <Jeepers>. <laughs> uh, it does have just like half a skosh of hop residue to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing that is annoying or frustrating. Uh, so that- does help though those hop heads that like having that that resinous to it uh it's still there it, it gives you that little little peakiness yeah but for those of us that are on the other side of the spectrum it's still a i would say quite enjoyable beer that you should grab yeah i i, I totally think it's enjoyable it, in the way like a lot of new england style hazies are around today that they all are basically just citra <laughs> Right. This isn't citra, and you can tell it has a different flavor profile to it, mm-hmm. and it has that creaminess to it, and like it has that dankness on the smell, and then just the taste is—it's not overly bearing on the citrus, but it has like a citrus tropical note to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does definitely yeah. go down that tropical lane. Yeah, it tastes a little more tropical, but yeah. One of the things I think you notice in this beer, there's a kind of an absence. Of that over odedness though, almost the you're you're like, whoa, thank God that chalkiness is gone. You get in a lot of the New England styles. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's definitely missing a lot of the ones we've had that I just you know, were otherwise really great beers had a bit of an aspirininess to it or a bit of a talc sort of back end. Mm-hmm. And I think we uh fortunate in this one, uh, it's just it's just that's all gone. It's just juicy and fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just juicy and refreshing. And yeah, it, it has a little bit of an oily characteristic to it. Like mm, you just got that as mouthfeel, like and maybe it is, but it's. Mm. I think it's from a lot of the hop oil from. Yeah, it, that, that could be it. Yeah, it just feels like it fills up your mouth and coats it a little bit. So maybe that is the oiliness of the hop. Yeah, so Sabro, the hop that this hop came from, is really known for coconut, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think this has some amount of those same coconutty oils, but subdued enough that that's what gives it that like creamy oily kind of feel and smell and flavor this is certainly the type of beer that uh, needs to be drank next to a pool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately we're a little close to the winter months (laughs) this is a good beer but yeah hot tubs are real 
Just want to remind Fair enough. Fair enough. True. It's above the hot tub. Uh, most, most Pittsburgh homes deserve an above-ground pool and a hot tub in the corner for this reason. So just because we were talking about so the actual description of this hop, like, it is – so the pedigree is Neo-Mexicanus females. That I guess the the mom masabro. Okay. Neo-Mexicanus, I believe, is is an American-grown yes. found hop. That's like a hop that was wild. That wild for in the states. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Whereas okay. other ones are brought over from Europe. Gotcha. And the aroma they say it is fruity, citrusy, and coconut. But also some of the descri- one of the descriptions is cedar, mint, cream. Uh, and stone fruit, but they always say stone fruit. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not stone fruit, it's grapefruit. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, yeah, I think this would do a lot better in the uh, spring summertime. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe think we bring it back out for that. Yeah, it's also it's also this like a, this is like our sandbox. So mm-hmm. now we know this hop, right? Mm-hmm. And I could see this hop because it seems to add that creaminess. We thought maybe this is one you use in a milkshake IPA. Yeah, or right. something. oh yeah, I could see that too. So, like this would probably work so well like, with. Your like citrus, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's why we like to do the hop sandbox. Mm-hmm. That's why I do the malt sandbox and the yeast sandbox. And I think we're not going to gives see us it. tools for other beers, yeah. right? Really, with the um, a lot of times that I think people um, don't really notice the fact we put out so many hoppy beers throughout the year too. And I think that's something you're not going to see a slowdown on as we go through the winter at all. We're definitely going to be putting out a lot of new beers, a lot of new hoppy beers as well. And these are just showing the like. I think we're just getting the palette together in a finished way, and we're getting ready to Bob Ross it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing I've always (laughs) (laughs) seen about you guys is the way you you, will experiment with one thing, but then it'll lead to another thing. You build upon that recipe Mm. or change it around, like your latte series where it started with one, but then it turned into the chai and then the matcha, and then it just Mm -hmm. keeps progressing Mm -hmm. from there. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't see the matcha is like sort of a – Almost the end result of exactly that kind of a chain of beers mm-hmm. that, that literally leapfrog from one to the other. And we were discussing on the way here that if we could go back and redo all the first hundred beers, we probably would make different styles mm-hmm. with those same ideas. Uh, it was really interesting. If we looking at now, like what we can do with tart, we started our new sours program and what we can do with some of our multi beers. We just didn't even know how to look now. It's, it's a whole other like palette. Yeah, what he's talking about is we did the Madras for the cocktail. That should have been a sour beer. If we would have done a kettle sour on that, that beer would have been killer. And it mm. turned out it wasn't that great because we didn't add that characteristic. A lot of people it. ran so Now we it. have. That was like mm. just another tool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so. I can make see smarter beers going forward. Okay. Oh, not to get okay. too far ahead on that. What do you see in the future? Right. <laughs> uh, category of the questioning. But, you know, I think we've always sort of tried to make a smarter beer. But now we actually have a lot more of that practical behind it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the way I look at it, and this is for the nerds out there, uh, is that the way you guys build beers is very similar to like an RPG skill tree. Mm, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you, you build your simple skills, but then they add together into the bigger, better, you know, greater skills. So if, yeah, yeah, well, if people out there want to imagine analogy. that. <laughs> that's a perfect analogy. Well, Tom, Tom told me about this. Going back to the previous episode when we talked about the CIA beer, mm-hmm. where we added fruit, coconuts, spices to a hoppy beer, mm-hmm. it was we had played around with all those other things on that one, and they culminated into that beer. Right. And so we keep trying to do those kinds of same type of things. Yeah, it might have been, I mean, at least six beers got to that one beer. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the skill web of all the beers that had to be, you have to master those skills. We're just getting the sours under our belt and figuring them out right. i'm excited for that and i would never have thought that 
I was a. Oh, I he was hated a, on the table. <laughs> I, was the, I was the worst hater, which is going to make you the, the hardest lover, right? You know, what I mean? it's like, you know, anything you're too much against, you're probably really, really into. <laughs> Plus, when you do it right, to your, you know, what you like, you go, oh wow, that's <laughs> right. All right, I guess I don't hate it that much. Right. So yeah, let's jump back. Uh, we're here basically because you guys are coming up on your second anniversary, and K- Tom already kind of let the t- cat out of the bag that the Belgian vanilla is coming back. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm uh, very proud about that. That one's yeah. in the fermenter list, so it's yeah. not it's not that bad that you know it's already been people know. Okay, you know that, oh, that's fair. Yeah, your website does it. <laughs> so that way. Yeah, but uh, what what can yeah, everybody say? Because that one's pretty much done. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> finished. Also. It's getting ready for packaging. The other ones don't need poured down the drain that we know. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it hell, hell of a punt rush here in the last couple of weeks because yeah. uh, we want to make sure that we have as many fun things for everybody to be able to try. In that way, it's it's going to be a lot of a, sort of a greatest hits in a certain way for what we like to do in beer, and uh, I, I I really think as a fun day out the. Uh, it's just there's no tickets you know there's a food truck we're all just going to pour beers and really we want to just give back to everyone for the year of of, of being here with us and it's all of our new friends are just so important mm-hmm. thank, thank, that's awesome thanks to them what else can we expect with your second anniversary oh dave's got some cellaring hell he put himself in <laughs> it sounds like story time yeah. Yeah. well we're going to do the unit tests on the same day the second one mm-hmm. um I mean, for people who didn't come to the first version of that, and that's something new that we've started, um, we are um, with the first with the first run. We took our breakfast cereal base and then we infused it with oat milk, and then each and split it into three kegs, and each keg got a different breakfast cereal. And for Halloween, we did the spooky ones. Mm-hmm. So another one of those will probably. Yeah, I mean, it was a, you know, to be honest, it was a little bit of a swing and a miss, I think, between two of them. Booberry and Frankenberry don't taste very different, and they really <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> They're spooky, though. They're so, so spooky. Don't get me wrong. They just taste like sugar. Yeah. So uh, the Count Chocolate one was awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do, we have more of the breakfast cereal, so we're going to do it again, but this time we're going to do three very distinctly different cereals. Okay. So, because really the idea why we're doing this is like, well, one, we probably can never package the breakfast cereal beers again, uh, at least not for the foreseeable future, because we still have people checking them in to this day. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like uh, cure, uh, drink fresh on the can does not mean uh, the next calendar year. <laughs> if the ABV is under seven, please just throw those beers away. Come in, bring them back, prisoner exchange. Yeah. You know whatever I got to do, <laughs> you know, to get them off your shelf at this point. Yeah. So anyway, but we wanted to see how different it would be when we used them that way. Mm-hmm. So and. Uh, Frank and Baron Boober are not very different. But now so, you know, so you time, don't have to do right, that right. again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, both, I, I really enjoyed both of them. They definitely yeah. were, you know, they're so fun. And I, I think that was really a great day at the brewery. So many people came out to just yeah, try it, it really, and they got right. into it. It was crazy here. It was a little proof of concept for doing the fun thing and expecting people to come all the way to McKee's Rocks. And we had an awesome lineup going into that day, too. Yep. Because the cookie was still on and mm-hmm. the Starburst was still on. <laughs> we also popped off that IPA 4.0, too. Yes, mm-hmm. and we had a new IPA that day, too. So. John's IPA. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's a West Coasty guy. He's really, it's mm. still on taps right now. It's really gorgeous beer. Sort of a hybrid. It's almost in the in he, he owes me $5 for it, though. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> why is you, John, why do you yeah, owe him $5? Because it's crystal clear. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so, John, was that your recipe? yourself or is that developed as a team or how did that come to be so it was uh 
it was most mostly my like think up and then talk with Dave and we kind of planned out the recipe together. And okay. Yeah, no, he pretty much built this one. He's not giving himself any credit here because he pretty much sent me, in, I'm pretty sure, in a drunken stupor one night, or at least was definitely drinking. He sent me pretty much the whole recipe, and I basically put it on paper and had you check it. Right on. For the most part, it yeah, was your recipe. that sounds about right. Yeah, because, I mean, he even played with the water profile and everything, so he, yeah, he really went, got down on it. He's oh, not giving himself awesome. any credit. <laughs> but he thought it would still be hazy, and I said, it's not going to be hazy if you do that, and it, it's crystal clear. No, oh, there like you go. Head, it looks like head on her, you know, which is uh, awesome. But yeah. he didn't think yeah. it was going to be that. Yeah, I was. I was. I thought we could get some haze out of it. Hey, as long as it still it's tastes. It's a learning good. process. That too, right? Well, not everything on Reddit is actually applicable <laughs> in the real world. It's like a dream world where we can both be and not be. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I just jagged John because he's the younger of the brewers, mm -hmm. and uh, in that way, it's you know, it's. All the energies get us where we're going. I've, I've, I've probably said 10 times, if not 15 times, defend your personal narrative because Dave and I are definitely strong personalities, and uh, we, we don't want people to say yes. Right. I want somebody who says, uh... Maybe. Why the hell are you doing that? Right. And then the second hour, yeah. you're like, seriously, I will strangle you. <laughs> well, no, I, but really, I, no, but really. Yeah, I remember the first time John was on, you know, he had just come on, and you were talking about uh, brewing like an oregano tomato beer? Oh, or, yeah. oh it was yeah. orange and tomato, but yeah, okay, that was yeah. homebrew. We still want to do that beer. Yeah, I, actually I actually do want to do that one. Yeah. Was, he brought that to us as essentially like, here's what I did at home. Giggle, giggle. <laughs> <laughs> that was your resume to come in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, uh, it worked. It was pretty good. I couldn't believe it. It was damn and It was okay. Mm -hmm. hey, you, got, you got the two good bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, yeah, but that's a blind. Good job there, Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> I see inside the glass. Bought the shorts beer that has tomato in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. But still, you know that's a, that's a good testament to being somebody who defend his own personal narrative. Also, the, the beer was itself was was produced well. It had a good build, and it was uh, the elements are what they are. And it would be like a food challenge you see on a TV game show, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was palatable. I mean, so in that way, it was it was a uh, and it showed. I was nervous about what tomato would do, and I wanted to see it, so I got a little learning experience there as well. Well, maybe if it ever hits the uh, you know the real taps here at the brewery, you can call it Chopped 1.0. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. I mean, I was I was legit thinking that you could use uh, tomato as a fruit. So in all those different ways, you, you sort of think about it like what do you do with that, and then you're thinking basil, mm -hmm. and then you're starting to think you know towards the uh, the um, pizza. That's pizza. what I was well, thinking. Right. But in a drink, you're going to go towards the. Uh, that's Bloody Mary. Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's like a Sunday morning. <laughs> I was putting myself in mind. What do I drink on a Sunday morning? I drink a <laughs> lot of brunch. A whole lot uh, of Bloody Marys. <laughs> yeah, we, it's okay, Tom. We can play the $25,000 pyramid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drinking, so, brunch, <laughs> breakfast, Sunday morning. <laughs> I feel like we should jump back because really your question was about the breakfast cereals. And so I, I think the one thing we won't. I don't want to promote is what those three are going to be, but they're going to be three very distinct cereals. Yeah. Uh, we've pretty much already had arguments about what the. Th <laughs> <laughs> so really, we probably also just pick one. We just don't want them to be similar this time, right? You know what I mean. So it's still something that people can look forward to for the second anniversary. Yeah, right. Yeah. It won't oh, yeah. be plain Cheerios. 
I can say right now we're not doing plain Cheerios. <laughs> Maple <so>. Cheerios? <laughs> I'll, I would eat them, but uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. Okay. A follow-up question. That's a real thing? Maple Cheerios? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They have chocolate Cheerios. If you like, really? Go, to the, go yes. to the grocery store and just look through the cereal aisle. It is crazy now. You yeah, the stoner go candy wave. Go to one of the things. <laughs> yeah. Through the yeah. yeah, cereal is fucking bananas anymore. Yeah, admittedly, I don't go through the cereal, often, cereal aisle that often. Right. You've also admitted that you don't drink milk on this show. You're a weirdo. We understand. I have drank milk. <laughs> <laughs> I get it from the tape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just thinking about the cereal, I remember there's like, there's like that new, that donuts one cereal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's oh, one yeah. that's donuts. Yeah. The, the little, the <laughs> little donuts. <laughs> oh, Wait a minute. Yeah, it, didn't that used to be an old SNL skit? Yeah. It's not the little chocolate donuts. Oh, all it's, right. It's, it's. The little white powder donuts. Yeah, powder oh, good ones, lord! Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I, I stopped doing sugar like two years ago. Aren't like little donuts? Aren't those just frosted Cheerios? I don't see the difference here. I don't know. I, I, don't I, don't know. know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have it, so I can't report. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't had them either. John was <laughs> actually crazy, uh, thinking about getting into food packaging maybe later in his life. So it, it's he's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of putting him out there. It's one. Of those, I mean, it's really interesting. Like he talks about you know terpenes and flavors and mm-hmm. you know different things. He has a definitely a different approach from his uh, work and he works with chemicals in his right. day job. Mm-hmm. Science shit. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. We're lucky. We're lucky. ladders and all that good right. stuff. Yeah. We, we are super fortunate to have our to the team of people that we have with us. Almost everyone's over degreed. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of your team, it's definitely expanded. And just to jump back in time to earlier this year, you guys completed a honeycomb credit funding in oh, which yeah. you're awarded $50,000. And that's giving you guys the ability to expand a lot of things. So, why don't you just kind of recap like everything you've been able to add since that time? Yeah, I'll start it a little bit. I think Tom could fill in some of these. But uh, so it is just a loan, though. Like I didn't, they didn't just give us money. Yeah, the award right. is other people's hard-earned. Money. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a GoFundMe yeah. where the, you, yeah. people just gave you money. Well, you no, do but it, in yeah, that way, but it, it's uh, just to, to jump in before Dave gets on it. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't an award. It was people's real money that they took out of their hands and gave to you mm-hmm. and entrusted you with. And I, I think a lot of those people have come out and seen what we've done in person. And I feel very good about what the representation for what their investment was. Good. Yeah, it was humbling. I mean, we had people like priests, like just walk in here, like trying to give us money from yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that was very, very original. Yeah, that was. It was. It was crazy. Was so it was this yeah. incredibly humbling thing. So that part, it, I'm so glad. It seemed like it's. It was. It was. It's a wonderful life type moment. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden the whole town showed up with five dollars in, in their in their hands. Like, no, no, five each. We'll all get you there. It was definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it, that's it, amazing. And they wanted it to have that. That not truly capitalist feel with, you know what I mean? They want people to really make money off of what you're doing and, and pay it back. And boy, it felt like it. Mm-hmm. It, it really did feel like something really, um, really special. And, and I, I think, you know, I mean, speaking, Dave can get what we, we, we picked up, but what we got was a, two years ahead on our business plan. Right. You know, where we wanted to be, the beers we're making now and the spread of beers and the speed of which the beers are coming out, the, you can take cans home as often as you can, is all from that. And as a consumer, I can just say that is fantastic because not only you guys, it kind of eases the burden a little bit, I would assume, and it lets you guys continue in that sandbox. Oh, yeah. and it does let us continue in that sandbox, but it is just a bunch more work. Right. <laughs> yeah, easing the burden. <laughs> well, it, it eases the burden for me because I can take cans home now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah I've, I, been, I've been taking cans home myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the important thing is also is that we have a lot of beers on tap too, which is kind of what we wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, the number that we have on now is a good solid number, but it was got a little scary there for a while. We were down to like two, and one of those was even about to kick. And, hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. luckily people like Fury sold us a couple of kegs just so we could get some other tap lines on. So yeah, Ryan Slicker really had our back in that. That right was on. an actual awesome. phone call day of ask. Can you get me beer? I'll stop it off on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so the beer community is a real thing in Pittsburgh, and you yeah. can't say enough about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, with that, though, you guys have, like, doubled your, uh, essentially, you've yeah. doubled your production abilities? You yeah, said so the engine stayed the same, so it's still a one-barrel engine, at least for now. It's a longer train. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's just a lot more space for us to put beer. Um, we have, so basically, we had only one two-barrel before, and now we basically have two more of them. Um so that alone was like that's as much beer in those extra two that's like double the the beer that we were making before then we also got four more one barrels so really it it, this was kind of the idea from the beginning we just didn't get all the money that we needed to have this setup this really is the setup Mm -hmm. um and a shelf (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we got other stuff we needed we needed we never had a really good pump like we were just kind of you know, we were using little crappy chugger pumps and stuff. Now we actually had a real pump for the cleaning, and it's just less scrubbing. So that helped help with cleaning kegs, which is still a nightmare, but not as big of a nightmare. Um, but it does seem like the the work the reward for work well done is more work. Right. So, you know, oh, you can get twice the number of kegs yeah. done. Well, now do twice the number of kegs. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You guys are also open more days, so. Well, that's been a great thing. Uh, I, I really love the idea that when somebody's coming in from out of town, that we have hours of availability for them. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of people from Boston, Chicago, because we're in the West, and so that is the biggest a lot of vibe. Who were in town just, or they had a layover, or they they're just just staying doing, here one night because they yeah. were flying through, mm-hmm. and they would come here. That's fantastic. On, and Monday and Tuesdays, we've there was seen that a lot. Literally, more. someone here. An hour or two ago, who was like, I'm from out of town, and you're one of the few places open on Mondays. Yeah. So we came here. Right on. Yeah. Especially if you think, well, there's only three within striking distance anyways. Right. All three if you're only in town on Monday. Yeah. Or, you know, like Tuesday, it widens up a bit. But what I like about it is that I think us being available for customers and making the true tap room in the West is the thing we promised the neighborhood we wanted to be was here for everybody in the West to come get a beer. And we try to make our elves of availability show that commitment. And I've been, you know, they're not always busy days here. You know, a lot of times on a Tuesday, you're walking right in, you know, sitting down at the front bar, talk to Dan, you know, he'll pour you a beer and tell you the life story. You know, we're in the back making beer. We'll stick our heads out and say hi. It, I really like the the true mom and top, pop feel of this this level, mm-hmm. you know. And and we'll remember it, you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now, right? Looking back on the simple old days. <laughs> and having the expanded hours also helps uh, continue being a hub of the community uh, that the theater and brewery have become. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, finally, people know we're here. You know, when you when you tell somebody I'm McKee's Rocks in the theater, they're like, Oh yeah, okay, I've been there. It's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's good people. Yeah. It really took two years though to get. Absolutely. We're still getting a lot of people that are just getting here, but they knew we, that we were here. So, right, right. You know, that's the, oh, why didn't I come here sooner is the still the common reference. Yeah, yeah. But, I, hey, that's got to be a good feeling, though, when people do, you know, say, oh, why didn't I come here sooner? Definitely. definitely. Because the, right. you kind of know they're going to come back at some point. So, yeah. Well, and McKee's Rocks is, itself is, is definitely just growing. Uh, 
there's something three to four different businesses out the front door from our first day yeah. that have opened up within eyesight. So we that's, act- that means a lot to us. We noticed that on the way in. Oh, hey, there's a new shop opening up. Hey, there's this going in. Oh, this place uh, yeah. is starting to, you know, it's there's on the new, rise still. There's yeah. like a new pizza shop going in right next to you guys. Yeah. yeah. And then good Black Forge. Too, yeah, Dan. Yeah. Dan's a good dude. Right on. And then yeah. Black Forge just opened not too long Absolutely. ago, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And and we're on the, um, what I would decide I would I would say is the, the still the mom and pop end of the the street too. We look at like some of the different businesses going in. Everything that's going in over here is for people here. Mm-hmm. You know the PMA is for local people that want a good tattoo done by a really great artist. The you know the all the other shops here are for local businesses. It's not like um, somebody's trying to you know just come in and sell you something. You know? Right. There's no Apple store going in tomorrow. Right. 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 Although I'd love one. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any Apple store outside of South Hills? Probably, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm actually an Android guy faking the funk, so that's okay to call me out on that. No, that's fine. I mean, I, I had an Apple computer for a while, but I've actually switched myself, so. Man, we're all PC. <laughs> so, are uh, you guys thinking about uh, trying another beer? We definitely are, and uh, we noticed that John just ran out of the room. He's checking on a yeast order. Yeah. He's still on the clock. It's oh, actually been boiling for like a half hour. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So, as John has run out the door, I guess it's time we're going to wrap this segment up. Uh, yes. Let's come back to this APA brewed with the Sabro Daughter, the hybrid hop. I enjoyed it a lot. As did I. Yeah. I thought it was a, a fine beer, and that's, especially when it's got that pale ale in the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Honestly, it has the card stacked against it a little bit. But, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And yeah. that's, that's no smoke. No, smoke was two weeks ago. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's not card stacked against me. I, I'm... An enjoyer of all hoppy beers from you know little easy drinking things like this all the way up to the palate wreckers of the world but yeah this one i enjoy it because the flavor profile is different from what you get where majority things are just either tasting like orange juice or they taste like grapefruit juice this one has a more complex flavor to it and it has that interesting you know dave called it oily i don't find it as oily i just thought it was kind of creamy and smooth yeah smooth is how i like yeah i like smooth (laughs) oil is Mm -hmm. smooth but (laughs) (laughs) oily makes me think of used car salesmen (laughs) 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 but yeah this is it's just creamy and smooth and it has a little extra to it it has that balance of woodiness and citrus Mm-hmm. So it's not a complete, you know, citrus beer. I think the best way to describe it is it has that little extra without being extra. Sure. That's the way I'm putting it. Okay. <laughs> I like that's a good tagline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Everybody else has to figure it out for themselves. Come on down and drink it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with that, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Segment two. Segment First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Welcome back to episode 134 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. We're still here at the Parkway Theater and Lounge, also known as Abjuration Brewing. They share a building. You should check it out. It's kind of (laughs) crazy. That's a hell of a tagline. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is crazy when you have a movie theater 
that also has a brewery, that also has a bar, that also has jazz nights, that also has stand-up comedy nights, that also has food trucks, but also sometimes has a cook on site as well. Yeah, we do a lot of different things. You yeah, know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely it's still the destination location for this end of the strip. Yeah, sort of. With uh, Roxanne being on the far end and the uh, Black Forge being in the middle, so, uh, I, I really it's going to be great. Basically, if you can't find something that you like here, well, that's your own damn fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're you know they're always going to have somebody who just really wants a basic wit beer, mm-hmm. and, right? Uh, you know that's that's cool, but I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know so we do have a spread of beers for that reason. We normally will find something you'll at least like, mm-hmm. or if not like, then. You know, like if you only have, if you're only drinking porters and you can't have anything else, then that's a very specific customer. Yeah. <laughs> Almost sounds like a medical issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I can only have porters. <laughs> exactly. It has to be under 8%, but it has to have chocolate malts. I'm sorry. It's both. <laughs> it's a deep medical condition. <laughs> Doctor's orders. Yeah. So I, I, you guys definitely do not commit one of Adam's great sins for breweries of just having seven tasks of IPAs and then one rando you guys have all randos yes. <laughs> well some of those people yeah. make like you know really great seven IPAs though. sure so they do yeah, sure but it, Adam doesn't like IPAs yeah, so it doesn't matter if it's good or not right <laughs> too shame, too shame. right it, it brings everybody together because like you said mm-hmm. 99% of the time there's going to be something for everybody yeah yeah, yeah. you can find something interesting and new here mm-hmm. I mean there's some things that are usually on right. Like right we almost always have an ipa or hoppy right. beer or two we'll almost always have a dark beer and like a more kind of crispy boy as they sometimes <laughs> say. Yeah. yeah i'm really happy that we have with the new tanks and stuff we have the the time flexibility now to start getting involved in lagering and things mm-hmm. i didn't think we'd, we would see that this soon well, well we'll get more into that of all your capabilities nowadays but first we have to get to our second beer of the evening i'm pretty hyped on this one it's really good i'm kind of hyped on it just because it's sitting off to my side and i can keep smelling it I know. like it's not even near me but i can smell it but uh somebody introduced this one this is our uh, coffee stout with the bourbon aged coffee bean from oak and bond out of uh, washington pa and this coffee was in a bourbon barrel yeah, the coffee was. The coffee yeah, right, itself. not the beer. Okay, all right. <laughs> the coffee was, yeah. So they do like a bunch of different barrel-aged coffees, and uh, we decided with this one, but we might we might try it again eventually because it made a really nice profile. Uh, I will say, though, it is really coffee. It is mm. coffee-heavy. So I don't know if maybe next time we'll dial it back a little bit or if people are into it. I love Double it. Yeah, I don't know if it's called Turkish coffee or, but I've always had it uh, at an Egyptian restaurant in, in New Jersey, and it used to have the mud at the bottom, and I just they pour thought, it through yeah. the sand, then they oh, filter so it. Yeah. See, I, I love that too, but. Our motto has always been, you have to be able to have a pint. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. right. This one's pushing it. <laughs> it's a really great eight. It's a great eight. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and I also think I heard, I wasn't sure if it was Tom or just my conscience saying double down. So. Yeah, I would, I would like to see. You know. I, I think it was both. Yeah. <laughs> both I, don't, I don't mind, you know, sometimes taking it up a notch, but we've, we've had a lot of great beers in the last qu- quarter that I thought really sort of took the flavor to a more accentuated note instead of almost always we, we dial it back a bit mm-hmm. we've been you know especially but some of the things we play with are crazy we have star mm-hmm. anise and a beer right and even if you don't dial that back you're gonna kill everybody so right <laughs> um what's the, or, yeah. what's the abv on this 
This is six point six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Good. So yeah. Um, so this will this will be a great beer that if you have cans that you could just sit on them in your fridge for a little while mm-hmm. too, which right is on. cool because okay. I think it will change over time. Stout's it keep. still should be cold. <laughs> right. I still would keep it cold, but over okay. time it, it would be definitely a beer I think that w- is going to evolve in its life. So that's, I was saying that on the way over about this one. Mm-hmm. Right on. And, and as, as you go through it. Um, you guys are both letting this warm up a bit. I'm, I am. <laughs> Adam, is, Adam is not even two feet away from this beer at this point. He's not even thinking about it, <laughs> except in the most sultry of ways. How are you doing? <laughs> we're, we're, it's, a, it's on a second date already over there. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to get our natural first reactions. Cause, I, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy with, yeah. um, especially how when we were uh, grinding up the the mash and everything. These some of these beer days are just not even fair. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> we yeah. I mean John, John can speak to it because he's always up on my up on my level. He's the he's my he's my right hand because I'm a lefty, and uh, otherwise he'd be in my right he'd be in my right hand. <laughs> um, and then it's actually given us a lot more flexibility with with Dave down below to be able to focus on doing the real work as I like to call it because it's just such an insane packaging here is getting everything perfect to the customer is job one like it, it should really be seen as the most important thing the, the oxygenations the you know the getting the, the, the product perfect in the can the can being perfect everything that goes into it and, it, and it's so much like people ask us you know what's the next beer you're going to make and i'm like oh i don't know i'm going to go look at the wall because we really aren't making beer for ourselves anymore mm-hmm. we definitely are making beer for you and we want you to just freak out when you get it. Right on. It's, it's sort of been our, our driving focus nice. for at least. I mean, we always wanted to make great beer and be known for, you know, in that way. But we just, we just, we can't have it anymore. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's going to get tighter and tighter in the market. If you're not making really good beer, reach out, you know, find your friends in the community, whatever you got to do to make great beer, because you're going to need to. I, I, I think we're almost going to be spoiled in Pittsburgh in the next five years. But I think we're spoiled now, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be rotten, rotten levels. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be get, bad. It's yeah. going to get crazy. Good yeah, problems. There's a lot more coming. Yeah, yeah you, now you have the, what you know, it's, when when skateboarding first happened, and the, the first guy did like a fakie or, a, you know, the... Kickflip. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Grind 05s and all, 50s grinds. Oh, sorry. I'm a little dyslexic. The... Um, <laughs> The next generation of kids that came up having known those tricks are only going to do more and more interesting things. Right. So you're seeing now these home brewers coming up now, they're, they don't have any reverence. If you thought oh, yeah, abjuration yeah. meant no <laughs> rules, wait till you see what five years from now is going to have in beer. Yeah. It's going to be just worse if you're a purist. Right. Better <laughs> if you're a non-traditional. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to be on that part. And Pittsburgh always has a nice punk rock. You know, art is more important than everything mm-hmm. else go for it and and people support you with their money yeah there's always a gooskies <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right yeah. so uh looking at this beer it looks like a stout it does and if i'm not mistaken nitro yes Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This Excellent. is this is nitro. Yeah, in-house is nitro. The cans are on CO because yeah. we don't have the widget technology. Right. Yet. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. Although it would be something we would like to do eventually. Yeah. Right. We are we're currently cavemen with nukes as it is. Fair enough. <laughs> on the nose. That I co- mean, come on. That, yeah. God damn it. That coffee is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 pulls no punches. Mm. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit describing it. I'm just gonna drink it. Yeah, I, I, they came out. Well, you gotta drink it and then come back and describe it again. <laughs> I'd never even heard of that that style of uh, coffee manufacturing. Neither have I. Yeah. It. And we'd uh, fortunes had done the restructuring and they stopped being around the corner from us. So we were looking for another coffee to use. And Zeke's was good. And uh, one of the sales team came in and they were just, have you ever heard of us? And we're like, absolutely not. But we'll put you in the rotation. And as soon as we got a chance, we put it right in. Yeah, yeah I, they, I, they I, dropped into the tap room and like introduced <laughs> themselves and said, 
really bourbon barrel aged coffee sure yeah that, uh, that's really shot. interesting because yeah. like i hadn't heard about it until i saw you guys promoting it through like instagram or twitter or whatever and then i looked at their stuff and they have like you mentioned they they don't just do bourbon barrel but they do a couple other barrels yeah they had rye whiskey i think i saw scotch mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah um did they have uh, red, you, um, red wine? Ca- uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that red wine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have, all those flavors. Did they have like right? There was an espresso that was in a bourbon barrel aged too. Uh, but the most recent thing I saw them come out with is they uh, they did like a collab with a local, not a local distiller, not someone from around here, but a distiller, like a small distiller, like a micro distiller, and it's from their barrels. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's kind of cool, mm. right? If they start doing like certain distilleries like yeah you know, yeah could be really really cool so that'd be interesting um, yeah how do you happen to know exactly how they do it like is it just the whole bean sitting in the barrel or that's is it what grounds? it says on the, that's what oh, okay it says. Oh, so, yeah. okay yeah they, okay. they put the whole bean okay in well, the barrel and when we pulled it out of the it comes in a canister which yeah. Is really yeah. Neat. yeah okay and when it comes out of that it's like their whole beans Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're not ground, so you're, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's one yeah, of their things. only option is whole bean. Right? Yeah. And so the way, you know, if you're ever going to actually buy coffee at home, the reason for being able to grind it at home is you want to leave the bean intact until about 24 hours before, at worst for using it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I mean, you, you want to use it as soon as pre- you grind it. You can still get it grinded somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It. But like for maximum impact of whatever that, like if you're going to go out and spend the money on something really expensive coffee wise. Don't get it pre-ground, and in right. fact, they probably wouldn't give it to you that way. I right. hope. But um, and that, we went through a lot, a lot of those different things with the, the teas and the coffees, and figuring out like the best way to go through these, and you know, just get a good source product, and they they really have a great product. Mm-hmm. So we don't, uh, we basically just steep the beans in the beer. That's how we've always done right the coffee beers. So. Okay. We uh, dry bean. We dry bean. We dry bean. <laughs> so sounds sounds like a way not to get a second date, right? <laughs> that, definitely. I'm, I'm not going to say that we won't do it a different way, but I really like the profile that we get from it mm-hmm. by doing it's, that. So. It's so smooth. There are other, you know, we do. There's, you know, every single way to get the items into the beers, like mm-hmm. all the different adjuncts we've used. We've, you know, put them in the mashes. We put them in the boils. We, you know, we put it in the secondaries and all that. And we're starting to figure out where everything goes best. Right. Like you can get a great expression at many different points. Mm-hmm. Originally, when we were first homebrewing, we put it in all of them. Like we'd boil with it, put it in the mash. You figure out what we could do with it, you know, and, and just the shotgun effect of trying to get it. It's like if we put it in all of them, we'll get the range of everything. Yeah. Yeah, we I, I've been the there. Best approach, but. <laughs> no, right, but that's your time. Yeah, I th- I've been there. I've thrown cocoa powder in every step. <laughs> Absolutely, and you're like, well, one of these will stick to the wall. Yeah, right. One mm-hmm. of these will work. Yep. But yeah, this makes perfect sense that you said that you know, it was dry beaned, but because the 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 aroma is really really heavy and like punchy yes. in the nose. Mm-hmm. But when you drink it, it's not like that. Like you you get a lot of coffee flavor in there, mm-hmm. and it's really good. But it's so smooth drinking. Well, when you uh, if you look at it alchemically. Right, which is all the fun part of the abduration words. Uh, the alcohol will pull flavors from things, so you can let it do the heavy lifting on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, as a home brewer, you know I wouldn't necessarily beat up all your ingredients a damn bad. Like the alcohol is going to do a lot of that work. For right. You. Yeah. Usually, I mean, usually I think when we use fruit, the only thing we do is like we'll freeze it and then we'll put it in because we know the alcohol is going to macerate it right. itself mm-hmm. so we don't have to like punch it up too yeah. much yep. so, yeah. yeah but believe it or not, yeah, that's what i used to do at home brewing believe it or not we haven't used that much fresh fruit here mm. Mm. so we get we do all the purees right and i, I got from I what i've heard a lot of those purees are a great product yeah they, from they, what they i hear most awesome. breweries do it that way it's just so much cheaper 
Well, and it's, it's, it's the actually, stuff's good, though. Right, like, yeah, if it yeah. didn't taste good, we wouldn't use it. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, it actually is really good it's the source. It's the source item. What I like about it is, you know, I mean, you can sit over a juicer for three days yeah. to get the yield on, you know, carrot juice that you need. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this is just impossibilities. We made a beer the other day, and the two gentlemen... The one to my left, one to my right, took an hour and a half to unwrap enough candy <laughs> to make this beer in I, front of I me. I just said to him tonight, I wish we had a time lapse of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> of it wouldn't have been that exciting. Like, it wouldn't have been that exciting. It's just like our hands <laughs> moving. <laughs> yeah, but we moved around a lot. Yeah. Been, you know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll pitch you an idea, and this is the new thing that you do uh, to differentiate yourselves. You set up a camera in the brewery. And then you just have like a live Twitch stream. Yeah, so and we letting did, people. <laughs> we talked about this at, that at one point. Yeah, we did talk about that at one point. Yeah, the problem is there's ghosts, and we don't want to prove the paranormal. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, every once in a while, there's low rolling fog. Just <laughs> no, a theater full of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know it's, um, you know, a, a lot of it also is you know, you you want to put up content, but you don't want to put up so much content that you seem like a, a noise. Right. You know, you you still want to be a song someone wants to listen to. And when it gets to that oversaturation point, that's what I think is, you know, we stay here in the West on purpose. We don't name our beers anything too weird. Mm -hmm. You know, we try to we keep, keep, keep it to the product for that reason is we want you to come to it. We want you to seek it out. We want it to be something that you feel rewarded by finding. And uh, in that way, so you, I, I really do. I don't want to put up too much media. And my brother works in media and he was telling uh dave and i that we need to essentially go live every other day or <laughs> yeah. we should be live right now yeah, yeah you're right i forgot about that yeah, and, yeah. And, i mean several times a week and he's not wrong it's just pittsburgh's a different market it's a smaller town it so is it needs to be treated like once a week hi how you doing i didn't forget about you we're good friends but that's a nod in the grocery store not like hey buddy can i sell you a new car right, right. like right. every time right. i see you nobody wants to turn into that narrative to the, check in like a neighbor the the number Absolutely. of the number of my friends and co-hosts that aren't on social media like is <laughs> you know pretty impressive and, and, and i see it as a very pittsburgh and rust belt thing like it, it people just aren't that interested and that includes businesses you know, they're not interested in really getting into the marketing that hard that way. They're more about just people finding out word of mouth, yeah. which in, in which in every market, word of mouth is still the strongest mm -hmm. you know, form of marketing. Well, so. that, that comes back to kind of the lunch bucket mentality. If you go to work, you do your job, your product will speak for itself. Right. And it'll it'll earn your business. Exactly. Dave has a, a motto of the back of house, which is? I don't know where you're going with no, that. No, you got to make good beer. <laughs> He's got to make good beer. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if you make good beer. You get it, that's all you got to do. Just put the good beer out, and everything takes care of itself. Yeah, you know, like, and I, we think if, if more people just focused on making good beer, that's all you got to do. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Hey, people, people will find you if your product is good. It just you know. when you got to make sure it's good, and you can't right. listen to just your own palate. Mm -hmm. Other people have to think it's mm -hmm. good, and that's the thing. A lot of people I think are missing, and especially in the there's a lot of to and fro on the various social medias about how beers go and how breweries are determined by them. And that's a real thing. Uh, you know, you can scream against the tide, you know, yeah. or you could be a better swimmer, 
You know, I, I just I, I think we swim well. Dave does a great job on Instagram. The, the beers are just they're made with love. We bring them to you. You know it. You can feel it when you come out here. Right. So I mean, we do you, our best not to get too emo. <laughs> but you, when you guys put things up, it sounds delicious. The things that you put up, I go, oh, damn, I got to go get that. Oh, I don't have time to get that. And then I might miss out. <laughs> and that is why so, we put the fermenter list up. And even you know, as a devotee, mm-hmm. no, it's still hard to get here. Right. Yeah. 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 I, it's been a couple months since I've been here, I think. At least one or two mm-hmm. so it's like yeah I, I but when i come down here there's still things i haven't had i.e this coffee stout i haven't had this version of it mm-hmm. i haven't had yeah if the, you don't come come back in a couple months it's a whole new down mm-hmm. list pretty much, yeah so. you're right now the rice barley wine still sitting there warming your day up but uh <laughs> it's actually okay. a beautiful place right uh, now it's yeah pretty good so right that would be that would that was kind of like my third but i wouldn't put it in my third position because i really like where it went to i might sneak one into you before you go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> how's that arm doing <laughs> pretty hard there <laughs> So yeah, we, we but, never actually got back to the beer here. We I kind of got back to it. Well, I said I, it was smooth and it was good. I, I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> oh, well, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're too busy drinking it. I uh, know. You know what I mean? so, yeah, we're now, now you got snorkel off. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna need another one before the end of this segment. <laughs> that's easy. Well, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was go drinking ahead. again. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you, compl- you complain about not being able to say anything, and then you take a drink. <laughs> say something. Because I really liked it. I know. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> no, this is this is a fantastic beer, and I, I really like the nose on it. And you're absolutely correct. This is a coffee drinker's beer, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, if you're the kind of person that likes a good, robust beer, or a good, robust coffee, and you also like beer, get this, like, right now. Yeah, and they got cans, so you can take this one home. And I'm going yeah. to. Then there you go. <laughs> I might take yeah, I mean, we try to I, we try to leave some sweetness in there mm-hmm. to try to give it a look. Because if it was dried out, it, it would be too much. It'd be black coffee. Yeah, yeah it'd I be mean, black coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the, we leave enough malt sweetness, and I think it's just the perfect amount. Yeah, just the perfect amount. I love the body on it. I think the the the, the quaffability. Is, is right up there. It's, it, you know, you're seeing 6.6 coffee stout, and you're like, oh, motor oil, no motor oil, no motor oil. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Yeah. I'm going to drink the entire pint of this, and yeah. I'll be just fine. Oh, no, it definitely lingers on the tongue and mm-hmm. kind of like... It does. I was, super I was just going to say the caveat is the burp-ups is a lot like black coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is. Yeah. 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 That's not a bad thing for me, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, really coffee. Yeah, it, it, it does give you a bit of that coffee breath. Oh, definitely. Hell yeah. But I don't mind that. So <laughs> That's good, though, because you can drink it at work, and then people will just think <laughs> you had regular coffee. Right. And I, I guarantee it's definitely got a little bit of caffeine in it, too, mm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, we, you know, we don't send it off to a lab or anything. <laughs> if, you, if you put the bean in there and let it set, you're probably going to get a little something. Right. something. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked a lot about the beers that you kind of had successes with. Is there anything that you're still chasing that you haven't been oh, able sure. to? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I can think of three or four different beers right now that we want to get to, but some of those are, you know, our delightfully secret missions that we're on. But, okay. <laughs> um, my barley wine, rice barley wine fascination has, is only about scheduling. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably got six or seven of those before I'm even going to be calm. Right. You know, just, <laughs> the last one was, uh, we've done what I consider two really strong hits, but they were, they didn't go where we wanted them to. Like the ball didn't go out of the park yeah. and that is going to be an, it's an out of the park opus. Okay. And once it hits, it's just, I mean, and you really enjoyed it. Uh, the first one of the, the series. Uh, the oh yeah. The right. Rice, yeah. yeah. The barley wine. Yeah. The first and one I really loved. That first one was pretty And it was, good. it was, it was so nuanced and subtle and this one comes in like a shotgun. So now we're bouncing between the gutters 
sort of of trying to figure out where the strike is yeah. and it's it's only a matter of time before we really get that one nailed in and that's just something goofy we're into you know it's mm-hmm. a side hustle almost as far as beer goes <laughs> and I, I would i would uh you know john's bringing a lot yeah you know. but what I mean, what have you brought, John, since we've last talked it, you know, 33 episodes ago? Um, I mean, here and there, it's it's subtle little things. It's maybe we try this hop, maybe we try this malt. Um, but the uh, so far, there have been two beers that have seriously been my recipe. Mm-hmm. The uh, the IPA 4.0 that's on right now mm-hmm. is okay. mine. And that's a it's a somewhat between a New England and a West Coast IPA. Heavily on the West Coast hops, but hopped to a level of a New England. So very, very hoppy. Um, and then the other one was the Belgian Date, or date Belgian Triple. Which, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I believe you were making that one. Uh, back in episode 100, right? You were yeah. you were in the process yeah, yeah. of making that one, but I don't think we talked about it on that episode. Yeah, the flavor ended up being kind of subtle in it with the with the dates, but that's that's what date does. Yeah, you know, it, but it ended up putting a good bit of sweetness into the beer. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, you know, I thought it was a great Belgian, but yeah. it was weird nuanced. because. The dates really are the flavor of a Belgian beer. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Very really the similar flavors. flavors. They're very yeah. similar. Yeah. So you couldn't even really right tell in. which one was which. Because I, I, re- I remember I did have that one in the interim. You know, yeah. between episodes, I did have that one. It had like it had that real good raisiny yes. flavor that you yes. get with um with the, Bel- with the Belgian with the Belgian. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, the dogfish head uh, raison d'extra. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. very yeah. similar yeah. to that in that raisiny flavor, but it was also just a very big beer. So, yeah, I was a big fan of that one when I did have it. Thanks. Yeah, one, one of the things, too, John is always looking at the different yeasts and whatnot. We make a joke about his mm-hmm. eternal love of Quebec. Oh, yeah, that was, that was another thing. I pushed us to um, start up the our IPA 3.0 and uh, series, which is all Quebec yeast, which okay. is yeah. um, pretty new to the market, but it's yeast from Norway that ferments at real hot temperatures mm. really fast. But we've we've liked it in our IPA series. It we call juices. it like mutant yeast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, this crazy, man. We have a dipper right now. I think it'll be on probably till the an- anniversary. I think yeah. this dipper will okay. be on. Um, but it's Kavik, and it fermented in like, like less than 48 hours. It just destroyed. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a speedball. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. the amount of yeast that came out of the bottom of the fermenter <laughs> after this fermentation was just like mutant. Like, huh. remember that pile? Oh, it looked it, like a it, giant it, pile it of like Play-Doh. A, yeah, it looked like a big clump of clay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It came out I mean, it was interesting. Like, you, you see some dense yeast cakes. Yeah. And mm. this is definitely this one that was, was too pasty coming out of, the, out of the big end of the fermenter. Well, not like as a brewer, what would repulse a customer? Be like, hey, that's really gnarly looking. You're like, oh, it smells so good. <laughs> it's very bready and yeasty and happy. It did everything oh. I wanted it to. I'm really, I, the drains of the local area will love the flora and fauna of it. You know, we probably have the health healthiest biome anywhere here. <laughs> this is oh, it's so good. Strong, strong deer bellies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because in that way, you know, you're always looking at like, you know, what what kind of waste do you have? And you're like, well, I don't know, a little yeast in the drain never hurt anybody. It's right. Really, we got um, uh, the bread company right up the street here, Mancini's. <laughs> so, you know, it's like the the waterways are already just fine with right. right. Yeah, you guys are dropping <laughs> right. a bucket compared to them. Yeah, exactly right. You know, yeah. They hose more off the truck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so was the goal to be able to have a, a fast fermenting beer or was that just a, a happy side product? Uh, I think that like we saw other breweries were starting to use it for hoppy beers. So, um, well, those flavor profiles are all different for the yeast too. So yeah. you got to see where they go. Yeah, they don't, they don't just do the same things. 
Uh, one of the things that you'll notice with the, some breweries that only have a house yeast, a lot of the p- people, when they drink them, think that finish of the yeast finish makes them all taste the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that can be really scary for a small brewery like us. We use a lot of different kinds of yeast in different beers, mm-hmm. and, but that's expensive. Right. Yeah, it ends up you know, it's definitely costing us more money. Uh, but we used the Kavix. Like he, he was a pusher of it for us doing it here. But we did our, our very first beer we made here was a Kavix yeast, the Norwegian Farmhouse Ale. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we and we used it. as soon as the Kavix started hitting the market, at least our market. Uh, we used them like immediately. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used like the Hothead way back. That yeah. was like the first Norwegian farmhouse sale. So we were familiar, but we he kind of pushed us to do it in a hoppy beer. So we have a farmhouse sale on right now, and we weren't going to do that one as the third position. But I, I just really love the esters it came out with. Yeah, I just. What do you think, John? I, I, I think it's. Here. I think it's really cool. Right on. Okay. So with the Kavik yeast. No, it's really fun. We watch like what we love and what we don't love in house. Because <laughs> it's like, but you know, it's it's one that you're going to love it. You know? Yeah. Uh, with the Kavikis, is it? Did you actually import it from uh, the Europe, or is it from one of the Chicago? Because it's I commercially think, available. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's commercial. Okay. They all have it now. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think even White Labs has it now. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. White Labs has certain varieties that I think are only you can only get through White Labs too. So. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Just because I remember the, a reading we, about a. a uh, there's a yeast uh, maker in Chicago. Yeah, Omega. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Omega. That's they were pushing we get, theirs. Yeah, we get our lacto from them too. I, I love the profile that their their yeast. Omega's making great yeast. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been impressed with a lot. It's weird because we use a lot of different. Because we're so small, we can do it. So we mm-hmm. we try a lot of different yeasts. Yeah, I mean we've used four now in different IPAs. Yeah, the, well, so, yeah. what the Kavix? Oh, you mean a different yeast? Yeah, for different yeast. Yeah. For the oh, IPAs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Still, still another one I want to do. We haven't got to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so look for five coming soon. <laughs> we're, we're punching our way around the different loggers and box and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see us, like, you know, definitely there's no end of what where these numbers could go. You yeah. Know, it's like as far as if you're into the, the naming convention of abjuration, you know, I, we'll see a seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you'll see some, some, some crazy things come out of us before the end. Yeah. I guess my next question is, and just because I don't really know the Kavekis that yeah. well or anything, so if it does a fermentation that quickly on the hot side, is it? Can you also kind of add a lager yeast in later to make a quicker cream ale? Or no, I wish it worked that way. Okay. So there's a couple out there now. Um, John, what's the one? The uh, Bootleg Biology has one called Oslo, and then I think Maniacal Yeast has one called Pseudo Lager. Yeah. Maybe and so one other they one. said that you could basically make a logarithm. So I told John to get the. Yeah, I tried it. The bootleg bra- biology one, because if it, it can make it taste like a real lager mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time at a higher temperature, that's a huge deal. Yeah, everything's right. a win in that list. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. So it tasted like a Quebec ale to me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought it tasted a lot more like... Um, Sort of colshy, sort of like if you yeah, okay. if, that's if you a, that's really crisped yeah, out your right. like California ale right yeast. Okay. But you can still tell that it's ale. It's yeast. not yeah, it's not quite lagery. Mm-hmm. There's something about lager yeast that you, it's really yeah. hard to replicate. So it's uh, still can't get it done quicker. <laughs> but it was it was well, but for fermenting in under a week, it was crispy. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely had a cleaner profile than say the, like the Horn and Dell. Uh, I mean the Kavics are very interesting because you don't you could technically have a brewery that doesn't have glycol chilling. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you would probably need it to crash. Yeah, in condition. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But you technically wouldn't need it on your fermenters unless, you know, you, you just need what you could probably get away with just one bright tank to crash everything out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. If you only use Kvik because you don't have to chill it. Because we fermented it at like 90 degrees the first time. This time, John, to John's dismay, the <laughs> yeah. Dippa, we were a little bit lower. I was in the 80s. Um, but so that that's really the perk of it, and how fast it turns. As a normal ale, we probably need about it's you know five to seven, depending on the yeast. This is done in two days, right? So that to a brewery, that's that's a turnaround that's, time. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's huge. That that's extra. That's another week where you could put another beer mm-hmm. right out. Yeah. yeah. So or dry hop the living hell out of it. Sure. Or dry bean it. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. If you're into that kind of thing. All the cool kids are dry beaning right now. Yeah, don't get Johnny ideas to dry bean Kvex. <laughs> I can see the gears turning from here. It's, uh, what I, it's the uh, the absurdity generator, because Dave and I already think we're insane. So as soon as John gets his turn, it's just like, oh, no goodness. It's like a the quantum mechanics version of being crazy. <laughs> well, I got one last question for you guys. We're, we're on the cusp of Thanksgiving. Like I said, we're not going to do a real Thanksgiving episode, but we're pretty damn close. So just, you know, go around the table. What are you guys thankful for? I'm not starting this one. No. I mean, it's, you know, your, your second second year anniversary, you're coming up. What are you thankful for this year? I'm, I'm really thankful for the people that have come here from the first day till today. I really th- uh, think that they are the thing that makes us even be able to do this. Uh, I am the most thankful for the person that comes back week after week after week, even if it's month after month or every two months or every four months. Their continued interest is what makes me want to do beer, and I'm really thankful for them. I got to give another shout out to Honeycomb Credit because that was just so (laughs) awesome. I mean, everything back there is completely different from when I started, and it's just so cool to see. Oh, nice, John. So, yeah, thanks to everyone who supported the brewery. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for the whole Honeycomb thing. Uh, not just that Honeycomb helped us out, but all the people um, that put in for that. Like I said, it was extremely humbling. Just super thankful for that. It is the story of this year. Man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, you know, beyond that, it's just all the people who come into the tap room to have a beer. People who hang out with us on a Saturday afternoon or early. Yeah. Um, yeah, those lonely souls, they're hanging out. Like, cause, you know, yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's well, just... Well, sometimes we, we have a can release, it's, like, super busy here anyway, yeah. but... There's definitely Saturdays where it's just a nice small crew, and it's just been a. It's a, raining outside. It, it's been it's been a great time. Yeah, and we're trying to hold on to that as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's um, like your kids being little. <laughs> you, you, like I said, we'll, we'll remember this year's. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, next year there's there's going to be there's going to be changes. I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's going to become harder and harder for it to be me and Tom here when you right. guys come in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we've really tried to hold on to that as long as we can. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm I'm thankful for those people who hung out with us in these early years. Right on. Well, I'm thankful for this coffee stout. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, it's a it's a pretty killer one. And I like that it's made in a different way with the bourbon barrel soaked beans versus it being a bourbon barrel soaked coffee stout. Yes. Well, let me like, ask because I know you guys are going to wrap this up in this, but yeah. can. Just to interject, can you guys tell that there's bourbon in it? No, I yeah, I, I don't get I don't get that much about it, and it, I'm kind of okay with that though, yeah. because uh, I, I'm not looking for any kind of barrel hotness or anything. Right. When I have coffee beers, I really just enjoy 
like just straight up coffee flavor. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, that bean is a tasty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if the barrel somehow helps that bean maintain, yeah, you know, I, I would love to have them like one that's not barrel aged. Yeah, is side by side. I th- I yeah. think I, it, I, I can definitely like when we smelled it out of the bag, you could smell the bourbon, mm-hmm. but it didn't. I think it's still there, but it might be because we knew it out of the bag, right? What it mm-hmm. smelled like, but. It definitely has turned on into more of just a coffee. I, I, I feel like the aroma is what really stands out on this one. Yes. Is the aroma is so much stronger than you get on other coffee beers. It so maybe it does. It jumps out of the glass. Mm. Yeah. Like well, yeah, you can a hoppy beer. Yeah, you can yeah. smell it from it's a like, <laughs> It's as aromatic as a hoppy beer. Right. It's a stout. Yeah, it, yeah, it's exactly right, John. So maybe that's what helps it come through is the bur- the bourbon barrel sticks on the bean and it helps it be more aromatic. I don't know. I'm not that good of a brewer at all. So you're not a beanologist. I'm not a beanologist well, either. Adam, uh, you're 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 not uh, afraid of a good nitro. Fair point. And uh, I would say this nitro is one of the richest ones I've had. Yes. You know it, it, it the. Nitros are notorious for stealing the flavor away from beer and making it just creamy and nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I think even though it's a nitro pour, you would you you could be a CO two pour. It could be any. You know, it's just it's coming right at you. Right. It doesn't matter how how you pour it. It's gonna it's gonna bring the ruckus. Yeah. A- and I appreciate that. And that's something that we've talked about on the show a lot here. Is there's a lot of beers out there that say they have a certain flavor or they have a certain adjunct in there, and it just doesn't exist. This is the polar opposite of that. This has coffee on top of coffee on top of coffee. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's almost to the point of being obnoxious, but in a good way. You know, if if you want coffee, get, get yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's in black and white. Yeah, what you just said, Tom, though, is about flavors being stolen is a great thing to point out because we recently had a beer that was on nitro, and I'll tell you after we get a break <laughs> what it was but like all the flavors were stolen right mm-hmm. but like that that doesn't happen with this one no. there's a lot of good strong coffee flavor you know on the taste and in the nose so mm-hmm. yeah the nitro doesn't steal from this and now i'm really I, did, I wasn't even thinking about it because it's all there now i'm just interested in what it's like getting it out of the can well, well, right, yeah. yeah. Well, tell you what, after I buy all the cans in the brewery, <laughs> I'll give you one. Hooray. Just one, though. That's, That's right. fine. <laughs> Hooray. Just give my hoard. <laughs> so, yeah, with that, though, I think it's time we take a break. Yes. Segment three, and we'll come back and we'll have a little bit of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages over 21, the Breaking Brews podcast is back for season two. 15 fresh sessions of the podcast go live on Monday, November 25th on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Subscribe today and binge like it's Netflix, boys and girls. And while you're at it, jump over to breakingbrews.com slash podcast and get caught up on all 30 sessions of season one. We're back, kids. I'm Jason Sircone, and this is The Word of the Port. Welcome back to episode 134 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and it's segment three. We're still here at Abjuration, so that means we're drinking Abjuration beer, and that means we have a third Abjuration beer for the evening. So I'll let Dave, Tom, or John introduce it. 
Tommy, you take this one. All right. Well, here uh, my dulcet tones come at you. So this is a pumpkin spiced milkshake ale with a good bit of vanilla, backing up a classic spice mix and a good bit also of the puree of the pine, uh, pumpkin. Uh, I, I think it's we waited till the very last bit of the season to put it out <laughs> so there's no other pumpkin beers that ever existed to go up against it. So uh, it's real nice, pineable. Uh, we were originally thinking of going just a little bit spicier, but I'm so happy we left it right where it is. I couldn't be happier with this. Very proud of this. So you're saying you didn't put this out August 2nd? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. July 3rd. <laughs> well, have you noticed that like Christmas beers are, came out two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, you say it was we too late. Yet. <laughs> Giant displays. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I've already seen 12 Dogs of Christmas and... See, I saw a pecan beer that you know with a snowflake yeah. on it. So yeah, two Xmas is out. Yeah, yeah, two Xmas. It's all there. Yeah, all the, all the Christmas sales are out in yeah. the, every every case I've seen. And you know, it's it's funny. The spice, you know, the hot take. Here we go. Mm. Um, <laughs> they're fitting the pumpkin spice roll in the preseason for it. Yeah. So yeah. they're just Christmasing up the pumpkin part. Right. Instead of it's just off. So yeah. that's why the customers are running to it. I hope. So two questions about this one. Uh, you said it's the milkshake. Is that based on the same milkshake uh, base th- from the latte series of matcha and uh, chai? And yeah, those? so I'll, I'll take So when we say a milkshake, that means we put lactose in a bunch of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Not always a bunch of lactose, but definitely lactose in a bunch of vanilla. Okay. Um, so it has that base, but we change the grain profile in them depending on what we're aiming for. And on this one, it is a little, some uh, slightly roastier malts that we kind of aimed more towards um, a pumpkin beer that I used to make when I first started home brewing. Uh, this one, and, and this one has, I believe it has wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they typically always have a large chunk of wheat and at least some oats. So really it's about trying to get... Uh, the way other brewers might look at it is they say, like, yeah, abdration, they're just making a bunch of white stouts is might how they might envision what we're doing with it. And, and it, thus, why aren't they making more? <laughs> <laughs> because it looks to me as if people really seem to enjoy the hell out of a good white stout. Yeah. Or, you know, a, a strong blonde or there's a lot of flavors, I think, that are getting missed. But to us, it's really like it's where you wanted the grain to finish. Mm-hmm. in the palate with whatever we're going for. So if we want it to be a little sweeter, you know, you get some honey malt, you want it to be a little more complex, you know, you see the melanoidins are in there and stuff like that. And I, I really think that's something we can use is these small bits of the boutique grains that are fun you can't yeah. use when they're I big. Mean, a right lot on, of yeah. that is what, a lot of what you're seeing with those is what we've learned from our Malty Amber series. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right on. Which is one of the funnest series as a brewer, all the different malts we've mm-hmm. gone through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've learned quite a few that we now use in our milkshake series. Which is cool because you know it, it's sort of like we were saying about the the cocktail inspired like mm-hmm. it, it's a we take all the ideas that we learned from some other our sandbox beers like now we have like we were talking about the pill earlier now we have that hop in our toolbox mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna and see that the one same out thing again. we do we've, we're doing the same thing with malt there's so many maltsters out there and we found some really unique stuff and there's still so many of them that we want to try uh, so yeah I don't think we're gonna have any trouble hitting. 200 beers. <laughs> yeah, for no, no, not surprising. beers. Yeah. Like we've no, had, no, and it's funny because we haven't done a peanut butter beer since, but we found a malt that tastes like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it smells right great, too. I'm um, probably going to ask about that. We, had, yeah. uh, we have another one that was graham ca- gr- described as graham cracker. I don't think it quite came off that way, but you could see where it sort of was hmm. along those lines. So 
You know, we, yeah, there's a whole world of craft malting that's going out there. That's yeah. really, really, really cool. And you can too, backbone so. a beer with those base elements so you don't have to adjunct as hard or it'll supplement an adjunct. Like if you want a pastry stout, you know, using something, and you want to go with like something that's a graham crackeriness in it, use the grain that bends yeah, in that yeah, direction, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Right. Yep. It, uh, but I, I know a lot of people just can only use two row. Right. Their price points, they just cannot touch anything other than the basest of malts. Yeah. And they're not going to get too crazy with it. And they couldn't. You know, right. they can't get the supplies that size. And I love it. I that's mean, to okay. me, it's, yeah, that's it's one of the reasons, reasons, we, focus, one of the reasons we focused on that, too, because we knew it's a lot easier for someone this small to be able to do that. But once we're, we are bigger, we're going to be able to be like, I only need four bags to make what beer? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we would still, you know, even at a 10 barrel size, you know, two bags of honey model do it. Yeah. You know, and we already know how to source it and where to get it and where to use it. Right on. Whereas if you're big, you're not going to play around with those specialty grains because the beer is good enough. Right. You know, and it's like it's not going to it's not going to be the thing that sinks the beer mm. is whether or not it had a complex enough malt back. <laughs> you know, but it damn well is not going to make it national. Right. Like, you know, if you want to go up against everybody's beers on earth, you need the full beer. Like, you're not going to be able to make your buddy's best home home beer. Right. Ten years from now and right. sell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what the market is right now is you have, you know, you know, 10 of the breweries are making really, really great beer. The other 20 are on their way. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, you're, you'll, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to my other questions about this beer that we're drinking. <laughs> uh, I, I, I lied. Sorry. I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. No, it's good content. It's, okay. it's, it's, good, it's good to say. It's good things. It's just I got to come back now. Yep. The other two questions I had about this beer, I lied. I had three. Is there actual pumpkin in this beer, and what's the ABV? Oh, definitely real pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah there's definitely pumpkin in it. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. ABV six something, I believe. You were six almost hot on it. Six two. Right? I, I kept my, every time we walked out there, I meant to grab a menu. <laughs> <laughs> all the information, the full description of the beer and the ABV, and I didn't do it. Uh, it's in the sixes. I okay. remember that. We'll call it 6.66. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 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 I think it's like 6.162. I think it's like 6.2. Okay. All right. Still, still easily drinking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that that definitely sets this one apart because you actually use real pumpkin in it, whereas most people just throw the spices. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. get a different mouthfeel too. Uh, there's some different approaches that we used from when we were home brewing. Dave used to go really, really deep into this beer. We, it was uh, one of our family favorites back when we were home brewing, and uh, we, I, I'm super happy with what we got. I've always been a fan of the dogfish pumpkin. And I and I, I really think we fair are we're very compa- comparable. Oh, to that. I had that this year, and this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's allowed to be not, not to toot my own horn, <laughs> not to be biased or anything. We wanted to do this one for a couple years, and we just kept punting it because pumpkin beers have a bit of a yeah, they have a stigma, uh, and, a reputation. Yeah. They have a yeah. reputation now. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, I'm some of the, the girl with a bad reputation. Some of that is merited, and some of it is not, because you can still make a nice pumpkin mm-hmm. beer. Right. I just like to drink them not at the end of August. Yeah, exactly. In early September. You know what I mean? Once I get past my Oktoberfests, then I'm going to start thinking about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I feel like, I mean, I think Adam's in the same boat as I am, but like both of us have not drink that many pumpkin beers this year we've no. kind of we've definitely set them off we didn't we weren't drinking them in september or anything right like that, and, so and it's it's not 
pumpkin season yet. It just right. got into that yeah. maybe the last week or two. Now it's pumpkin season. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I, and this may have just been me because I don't get out that much, but I haven't seen a whole lot of them, which I think is a I've seen a lot. Well, Southern Tier is still throwing right. nine at you. Yeah, but Southern Tier. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I expect well. those yeah. to be there. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I, I've been. I the can ge- remember a time you'd walk in a giant eagle, and there was like thirty different ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting one. Right, and yeah. that's in the bread section. <laughs> J- JRs, I've definitely seen a whole shitload, and okay. yeah. yeah, they're still they're still out there. Right, I I believe that this was the right approach to kind of not necessarily delay the release of this beer, but to put it on the back end of the quote unquote pumpkin season. I think that's the way to do it, and I think people are going to appreciate that a little bit. Put it more. out appropriately. Right, exactly. Looking at the yeah. beer, though, it, it's got a nice, good orange hue to it. And it really came out strongly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. in the wart. It looks like what should be a fall beer, or I'll even say a Thanksgiving beer. Yeah. This one has, you know, this yeah. one has some brown sugar and stuff, and that's where some of the colors coming from. And yeah. it has a couple of like malts that you'd use in a brown ale. Mm. Okay. Kind yeah. of that some, but some of it actually little, is the pumpkin, I think. It's almost a little bitter in color, like a ESB kind of color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not bitter on the taste, though. Right. No, and it's not no. August eighth. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it, it, it finishes off nicely sweet without lactose. You know, uh, it's it isn't in that way. It's not a dry beer, but I mean, versus sweet is what I mean. But like, it definitely takes you to where you want to go with the beer. I think it, it it's a uh, you know you're walking down a nice path in the in the fall. Like, mm-hmm. It takes you where you want to go. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I really thought it was uh, a a great version of an approachable beer. I th- I think so too. I think it's really just it doesn't have that artificialness that a lot of the pumpkin beers on the market does it, it tastes very natural it tastes very drinkable so i think that spice is perfect they mm-hmm. really nailed it we went over like you know how to drop it it's kind of calmed down over the last couple of weeks like mm-hmm. it was a bit punchy mm-hmm. spice wise i think when we first put it on and now it's kind of settled into something it's calmed down is what i would say the, van- the vanilla yeah. is still really there though Definitely. and that's really nice Definitely. Right on. yeah well i'm enjoying it adam well, I thought we were going to have a moment. I, I'm giving you your time now to say, I like it. So you, so you don't get into the middle of the segment and go, I didn't get to talk. <laughs> well, no, I didn't get to drink it yet because I was waiting for that instant of, okay, let's try it. No, we didn't that, get there. That, went out, that went out the window. <laughs> I, I see that now. But I, 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 I broke. I realized that that wasn't going to happen, so I just drank it my own damn self, which mm-hmm. apparently what should have done that 10 minutes ago. Uh, yeah, that's a good beer. I like it. It's got that good spice to it. Uh, it looks right. It tastes right. It is right. Right on. So with that, we're going to move into segment three, and we have a little bit of fun planned. And uh, Well, I planned fun. <laughs> I never hate have fun. I ever. <laughs> Adam, you can... <laughs> Back in college? <laughs> High school? Adam, you can you can play along if you want. Okay. Uh, but I kind of geared it towards the Brewers. That's fair. Uh, what we have, though, is a game of would you rather. I think I was close. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some scenarios set up for you guys. And whoever wants to go first, Which you can go first, but I'll present oh. I'll present the scenario to you. Starting with the first one, would you rather have all your beers smell like farts or... Would you rather force everyone who's around you who hears or smells your farts to rate it on an untapped-like app? I'll take the untapped. <laughs> untapped for sure. Because yeah, my beers can't smell like farts, I would die. I'll hurt myself. Dave's, Dave's going to have to get himself put back together. Because, so uh, you know, every once in a while, you know, you're a fan of your own brand. You know what I mean? I want to know if I knocked it out of the park. Okay. You know, it was a chili ch- ch- cheese chonga day the day before. You know, did I really earn it? 
I don't know. Hey, if you're, I mean, it, it's kind of more of a, you know, are you selfish or not? Because like, if everybody yeah, I'm else, share a fart. You okay, know what I mean? okay, I'm, I'm selfless. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. for everybody. I, I just want to, I just want to see the reviews. <laughs> Love the stench. <laughs> Love the linger. One out of five. <laughs> Absolutely, John. Well played. See, that's the thing. I think you get more five stars on squeakers that don't stink. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I love the tone. Uh, right. Aromatics were good you know, tone, good length, <laughs> no smell. <laughs> five out of ten. <laughs> SBD three out of four. Right. <laughs> Sharded. Mm, One point five. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Dave, do you have a choice? Oh, you got to go with the second one. I, I, I'm so critical of my beers now. I can't have <laughs> you can't stink. you can't have your own beer be smell stink. like farts. We, we've, we've actually taken beers off and put them back on, and taken them off, and put them back on before because they were in what I would consider like a B student category. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Nope. And then a couple of months later, we, you know, we conditioned it off and you know did some things. We're like, okay, go back on for the day. But just today, and I, I might hit it again tomorrow. You know, and I, I think that's the fun part. Like, and we don't like go on untapped about it or yeah. uh, social media and tell everybody. I'm not 125 percent sure this beer is not a 4.0 rated or better. You know, <laughs> but you know, you do have to think about that about all your product because right. some a lot of people it's their first time here, and if you give them a beer, their first choice. You live with that forever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're super, I'm super critical of my own beer. I mean, you have to have quality assurance on any product that you're mm-hmm. going to make, no matter what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be to For spec, sure. whether yeah. the spec is I ABV did. or mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave hates the hell out of some 4.0 rated beers. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, don't even get me started. I, yeah, I, was say, I just want to hear some horror stories off mic. Yeah. Oh, no, one of my favorite ones that would happen was one of our really well-rated beers. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I talk about this all the time. John actually made a reference to it earlier with the fart thing. Uh, was our craft cocktail on Spiredale? Uh, it was love the pineapple, love the coconut, two point five stars. <laughs> it, it is like it's like. What didn't it do, man? Right. Like, what what third element had it to have loved for the third star? You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, right? You know, that's like, a that's a real harsh rater, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I wouldn't give anything over a three unless it like brought someone back from the but dead. But that beer was rated good overall. Right? That's what I mean. Like absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was not brought to me well, by because so, many people aren't involved in the thing. Like they just like yeah. two five. I don't care because they're not yeah. even thinking about rating. They just mm-hmm. know if they've had that beer or not. Right. Yeah. And, and a fickle thumb can really change a beer's rating. Yeah, it, it can especially if you're smaller and you don't get the same kind of customership mm-hmm. so like nobody cares what the hell mcdonald's is rated because mcdonald's is everywhere and mcdonald's mm-hmm. just right. is it, it's gray is what it is you know if what you're you, getting before you go in there. right you were already making bad decisions yeah right. I, I would make the point that there are certain ones that are worse than other ones though but for sure <laughs> no, for sure right. but right. in the end it all just kind of washes out to a three and nobody cares mm-hmm. but like with breweries Especially with the hyper hyper local mentality, you can't have people just come walking in, you know, and just like dropping those two fives and things like that because yeah. it will hurt you. Yeah. Well, and then it doesn't entice people to come out. Culture, you know. Yeah, there's there's, a, a, yeah, there's right. a whole lot of things that we'll get it's, into. We're playing. Would you rather? No. Not shit on the industry. Yeah, no, right, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, if you legitimately don't like a beer, tell the person mm-hmm. on Untapped mm-hmm. because it's good for them to know. Sure, absolutely. But if you're just being a jerk about it. No, but you're if not you're helping my farts and you really dig it, <laughs> high five me just to, to wrap it up real clean. Fair enough. Adam, your, your choice on oh, your I'm farts? Going, I'm going fart tapped. Okay, fart tapped. Okay. That's an easy choice. I, I think I want to call it uncorked, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's actually very smart. All right, the next one. Every time you brew a beer, you burn your hands, or would you rather every time you drink a beer, you burn your tongue? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Oh. I will save my tongue uh, because I'm still single. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could burn my hands off to stubs. No dry beans with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I think I drink more beer than I brew beers, so the pain would be less if I burnt my hands. Fair enough. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. I, uh, I mean... Hopefully, eventually, I don't have to brew all the beer here, so I would. I'm gonna have to take getting burned brewing the beer. Fair enough. Maybe that's gonna push the process along a little faster. It's just like a small. You gotta touch a hot tank or something like that. You know, yeah. just burn your fingertips. I was gonna say, what's what's the level here? I mean, is it bandages afterwards? Well, or no, it no, just... it's the same level as if you burned your tongue on pizza. Oh, so right, it's just like a touch of hot tank, and you go, oh, ah, damn. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. I'm going right. hands. Right. Yeah, right. yeah that's yeah. an easy I mean, one. that's easy for you. That's you don't touch shit. That's going to get old drinking beer all the time, and it's burning you like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> for, the bre- for the brewers, it's a little bit more because they brew beer. They have to weigh how oh, much right. they brew beer versus, right. you know, drink beer. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get cooked a lot. Yeah. All right. Here's one that's a bit of a hard one, and it's a bit of a triple. Uh, since you guys have already mentioned how you you don't just have a house yeast, you go through different variations of yeast. So would you rather only use one type of hop, one type of malt, or one type of yeast for the rest of your time brewing? Ew. Wow. Gross. <laughs> I'll, I'll start on this one. Right on. I would definitely go with one malt. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Really? I really didn't see you doing that. That's amazing. What would it be, Munich? Oh, I don't know what it would be, but yeah, maybe. Uh, probably, no, something like Pearl or Ooh, Maris okay. Otter or something yeah, around, like that. Yeah, um, You could fight your way through the, the diatastic. Yeah, I mean, maybe Munich, because then you could do some other stuff with You're it. You're welcome. But... You're welcome, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Munich is a great one. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going one yeast. There's a lot you can do with one yeast. Yeah, I, I'm totally agreeing with John. That's like the leg and freak to me. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> as, much as, as much as that hurts on the inside to say that, because I like experimenting with different yeasts. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it keeps your doors more open. Yeah. But if you were in the, you know, the end of days, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If I only had one yeast that worked, yeah. we're all still drinking great beers. Fair enough. Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah, they're both definitely wrong. <laughs> they, don't, they don't see the big picture. Yeah. You're definitely, it? like, you wouldn't, like, if you think about at what abjuration mm-hmm. does right now, like, we wouldn't be able to do any of it if we didn't have the different yeasts. Oh, you're not It'd wrong. Be, it would be completely different. If we had to use only London Ale 3, <laughs> we would just have milkshakes and hobbies, right. which is be okay, but, you know. Kettle sour. Just not the same. I mean, yeah. you can do a lot with Cali Ale, though. You can do stouts. You can do You IPAs. can, but you can't do a haze, boy. That's true. It's, uh, that's, that's <laughs> what the question's about. That's right. You know? that's like, like, I, I really yeah. think yeah. I, I, one malt really blew me away. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I'm like, ooh, but then you lose all the rise. You lose all that. You know what I mean? To me, I'm just yeah. going through in my head, like, what I would lose in the bargain. Right. Yeah. But you can and still do this. Yeah. You lose so much in hops. You definitely yeah. can't lose the hops. Right. right. You can still do things. You can still do things with the malts. Like, you can you, you can roast the malts. You can smoke the malts. So you can play with the malts that way. But, you know, yeah. still not necessarily. Mm-hmm. That changes a little bit. Yeah. If I'm allowed to play. Oh. You shouldn't allow that, Steve, because that's, oh, okay. that's kind I'm of sorry. cheat. Well, I'm just saying, you, you, you know, you can play with the ingredient as much as you want, like John was saying. You can do a lot of things with one yeast. So You, you can, because can, you, can, you can yeah. also ferment them at different temperatures to maybe start you know, getting different profiles right. off them. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Yep, yep, so, yep. so, yeah, that's that's what the question's about. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Adam, I'm not really going to ask you, because I think you'll just say one yeast as well, because we're both home brewers and no, we I'm don't gonna, do... <laughs> no, I'm going to say one hop. 
Okay. And it's going to be Fuggle. <laughs> and you know what? I should have yes. seen that. I should have seen that. Dude, seriously, you're getting hug later. Dude, if you just said Summit, I'd have fallen out of my body. But I'll take Fuggles. I, I should have fucking seen that. I will die on that hill. With the, with that's, the, a, that's a stinky hill, sir. 2.5. <laughs> well, that's super great. I mean, I was thinking you we're could literally. Do, we're going to have to do an SHB for him with Fuggles. <laughs> you know, that's real life. That's real life. Um, I, I was really thinking you could probably get away with just like Magnum. Yeah. You could make a yeah. ton of very, 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 very crushable beers in a land of Magnum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah. the big macro breweries just use one hop in their beers. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like Budweiser is just Cascade. Right. So, I mean, Shh, don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck it. no, it's okay. <laughs> Those are the rumors I have heard. Allegedly. Uh, with the things I've said about China on this podcast, I'm not worried about Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser didn't hang itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your final would you rather, Ooh. and it might be the toughest one or it might not be. Mm. Well, we, were, we were talking a little bit earlier about ratings. So, would you rather become a seltzer company or have none of your beers crest three stars on untapped for the rest of time (laughs) you can brew seltzer and it'll be maybe five stars that's an actual devil's bargain sir i really appreciate that that's actually a great question right there churning up some seltzers (laughs) is it better to be famous or 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 heartfelt yeah yeah oh you know, I mean, I would say I'd, I'd rather, I would rather die on the 3.0 hill yeah, and make beer like, for my soul, but I love a good seltzer. But why is it 3.0? Is it because the beer actually isn't that good or you're just getting beat up on untapped? I mean, you're just... Because untapped is yeah. you can't really trust. No, no, you're just getting beat like, up on untapped. If it's like well, 70K, if there's like 70,000 people have rated, mm-hmm. everybody's got their cheerleaders now on untapped. Right, right. So... Um, no, it's just it's just. I'd about rather be getting, ignored. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just about yeah. getting beat up. Like the beer is still as good as it is, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like you'll you'll never crest three three zero. It's always going to be like three and below. Well, and that's that's one of the things that's hurting Dave in the soul parts is he's very internet like savvy and knows what's going mm-hmm. on too, and it really just means it just people don't see what you're doing, and that would be very frustrating to have like all of your hard work people just can't see. It'd be right. like a an artist where no one can see your painting for what Correct. it really is, right. and that would be a death in that yep. way. But you know, and so that way, like Seltzer's is fine. I mean, we, we as anyone can say, it sees the size of this brewery. We're not here for the bucks, right? <laughs> we're here, for, you know, we're, we're here to make the thing happen and do the love of it. So, I mean, obviously. Meh, three yeah. low, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you can't go back to beer if you go seltzer. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta do going? either seltzer or oh. mediocre beers. <laughs> I I'm not a seltzer drinker. I've had a few in my day, and it's water. It literally yeah. is, yeah. but it's yeah. there's just a there's a lack in depth of flavor. That what know, if you just, made the greatest one ever though, and people were just like, what claw? You mean John's claw? John's claw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's all I sound when I drink. Two thousand nine. <laughs> my voice goes way up as I drink my claw. I'm just like, hey guys, you got that black jerry? What, what's wrong with your voice? I don't know. I think I have an allergy. <laughs> John Claw Summer. <laughs> exactly right. Not. Nah, they're just not. Mm-hmm. I want. I, I. I would love to try and make one for the challenge. Yeah. But mm. I couldn't that's only weird. do that. It's weird asking a business because it's like, okay, do you want your business to basically be? 
not do that great or right. do, do you want to give up what you love for money like or do you still exactly. do what you like love but not the money question, yeah basically that's what that was the point <laughs> do you want to sell out or do you want to well i think we've proven that we don't really want to chase that we i mean right a lot of times we were we had the opportunity to to own less yeah you know to do things that's another reason why honeycomb came in so strong to us is we we really wanted to you know it's not that we think other people aren't cool to work with or the other people wouldn't help us in, in our goals because that's that's all we're doing. It's just we think right now they don't understand what we're up to. And I, it's not that we're on our own particular opus. I just think people don't see the industry in a, in a very in a very serious way. Mm-hmm. They don't see where we think it's going. Okay. And so we've made all of our plans based off of where we think beer's going to be. And, and so I, I think even though we can't really capitalize on it all yet, I think you're going to see all of the moves we do in the next five and ten and fifteen years. Essentially, you know, to be really hubris about it is, you know, Dave's laughing, but is is, is one of those things where you know we, we really think we know what people want and we, we think we can give it to them. Okay, you know what I mean? It's, it really is about you and and, right. and and all of our decisions are like that. So if you want seltzers only, you know what I mean? Eventually, we'll make you a darn seltzer because, you know, I love the sour beers and I hated those at, at first too. So <laughs> if what if we make the world's greatest seltzer and even I love it, then I'm like, well, shit. I guess you know, <laughs> what aren't we good at? I don't know either. Uh, you know, Pinot Grigios, boys. Oh yeah, <laughs> wine bar. <laughs> Adam, do you have? What, which would you rather have? Would you rather do well, do a love or do a money? The problem with with my opinion on this one is I don't have any skin in this game. I know that's why you that's why it's a different opinion. So it's a lot easier for me to sell out. Okay. <laughs> we can only do a podcast. We're not going to be done on the opposite political media platform to what your deepest of hearts secretly would represent. And don't Ooh. say it. <laughs> right? Oh, now that's right? interesting. So you could either be put out on the exact like you know not naming anybody because I'm not trying to trigger warning anybody, mm-hmm. but you know in that way like. It would be the negative of whatever you're into, like Rolling Stone magazine, and you hate rock and roll, you know. <laughs> but that's the only place where your articles are read. That kind of an idea. That that ooh, that does make things interesting. If I had to do a the best podcast out there, but it wasn't a craft beer podcast, it was something that I right. had zero interest in. Doily making, oh, makeup. Right. Yeah. Makeup. Makeup. makeup, makeup, right, <laughs> right. Because shade those bags, because <laughs> this one don't need any, so I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> that industry is crazy huge on YouTube. Oh, it is no. Bullshit. Is it oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could be an influencer oh, yeah. right now, dude. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, you just got to learn how to do your eyeshadow right. It's, it's whether or not you're rocking your demo. It's not about your peers. You know what I mean? Okay, so this has turned into a whole different thing. <laughs> Adam's getting a lot of marketing learning. Today. I am. <laughs> so, but w- would you rather do the thing that you hate for money or do the thing that you love for no recognition? Well, I think I would... I would could, I would have to do something that I, I love and don't get any recognition for still okay. uh, because I have other We'll be back next week with this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I, 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 again, I'm coming from a slightly different arena, but I have other skill sets that I could fall back on to keep the lights on. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You make and, your money as an engineer. But, right. Yeah. And so as, as a podcaster, this is a hobby. This is a passion. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep that. I have to have something to to keep me entertained and not watching Entertainment Tonight again. Right. It, it's much better to create than it is to just pick your nose and watch Netflix. I'd rather die, yell so. into the ether over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if I only ever made beer hanging out at Dave's garage 
in the middle of winter mm-hmm. with the Bunsen burner going on, it still would have been worth it and a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fulfilling. Right. I mean, that's why Adam and I homebrew, because it's fulfilling to just create something. Yes, this is ours. We that's made a this. a decade yeah. of my life was spent making beer with this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got one in with John. Nine more years for him, we'll, we'll say the same thing. <laughs> right on. You know, and that's, <laughs> it's been always worth it. It's all worth it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think uh, that's all I have for the Would You Rathers for this time. I don't have any more. That's it. So we got to go back to the beer. <laughs> the pumpkin pie ale. You make it sound like such a bad thing. I just, I'm, just, I'm out of content now. That's it. <laughs> need, need a cool down lap. Yeah. Right. Cool down. Go into the final thoughts of the pumpkin beer. Well, I like it. I, there's a slight problem. Mm-hmm. Is that we're going into a cool down lap and I don't have any beer to cool me down because I drank it all. <laughs> But uh, no, good beer. I liked it. I I talked about it earlier. I appreciate that this came out later when it's actually fall, Mm -hmm. when you're supposed to enjoy it, uh, instead of, you know, it being an Easter beer, like I'm expecting to come out next week. Yeah. This is when it's supposed to be out. It's supposed to. (laughs) And it makes it better for that. Do you notice you're, you're a little warmer? Yeah. I think the spices really get to you. They're they're appropriate for the season for that mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, you know the I I you know got a little 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 schmutz. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and and now that it's actually cold out, mm-hmm. it helps a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, it's actually like it's why you're supposed to be drinking <laughs> right. this the, the summer. Like you know that's why you get these moles and whatnot near the summer, and you're like having a nice summer sweat, and you're like, oh okay, that's what spicy food is for. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah. And now you're like. Oh wait, this pumpkin beer was supposed to be had in late October, early November. <laughs> it's it's another beer like the coffee stout that does really well when it warms up too. Mm-hmm. And those aren't the kind of beers that I'm really a fan of in the summertime when mm-hmm. it's right. sweltering. You know, mm-hmm. I want a beer that you can keep real cold in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. And then in the fall when it starts to get colder, a nice beer that warms up better. Mm-hmm. So, right on. Well, I think it's time we go to the podium and we'll rank these three beers as we have in the past: bronze, silver, and gold. Adam, would you like to go first, or I'll go first? I'll go first. Okay. That seems like the kind of thing I'm into. The Brewers go last, so yeah. one of us. <laughs> uh, in the bronze medal position, and obviously I have to preface this. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. These are all good beers. There's not a bad one in the bunch. I've yet to have a bad one in the bunch. I've been here a lot. We've had these guys on the podcast a lot. Still haven't found a bad one yet. So, unfortunately, one has to have the bronze medal position, and... I hmm, this is tough. I think I'm gonna put the pumpkin in the bronze medal position. And I a, a pale ale makes it to the top two. Yeah, Ooh, impressive. Yeah, amazed. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm humbled. And, 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 it is, <laughs> and that is not a knock on the pumpkin. Uh, the reason is uh, we and we kind of just talked about it. It was this is a very seasonal beer. For this season, it is very appropriate. But it's not something you're going to have in May. It's not something you're going to have in June. Now, obviously, you guys know better not to brew it in April, March, you know, mm-hmm. in the wrong time of year. You know, you're a smarter bunch than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Although, uh, they could try to do that kind of halfway to St. Patrick's Day bullshit ah. and then do a halfway to Halloween with a pumpkin beer. Well, one thing I think is, it's interesting is I think it is similar to the chai a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've mm-hmm. done the chai in the spring. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the chai is an all-time drinker, so. <laughs> <laughs> Root for it. But go, go ahead. Keep going, Adam. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, in the, the silver medal position, and, and Tom, you'll be happy to hear this, that it was actually pretty darn close. 
Um, but I, I am going to put that IPA in the silver medal position. That's awesome. And, no, that's and, a big deal. And I will admit it was a lot closer than I expected. The reason being is that is something that I could honestly see drinking pretty much all time, all year round. A, right. a quite, I'll, I'll say a universal beer. Uh, it does have its advantages for being a summertime beer, but unfortunately, it came up against that that coffee beer. <laughs> that's that's the winner. Right <laughs> that made, you could smell that uh, from ten feet away. If you didn't want to smell it, you could smell it. And I love that coffee smell. It brought what it was supposed to be. It said it was a coffee beer, and it absolutely just it ripped your face off with that coffee. Uh, awesome. You didn't even drink it yet. And it already ripped your face off. I, I thought it was fantastic. I like that it was on the nitro. I'll find out what it's like uh, on the CO2 here in a bit once I get back home. <laughs> and it was interesting because I was expecting it to be a little rough on the edges. It kind of have that, that coffee tinge to it, that coffee edge. And it didn't have that in a good way. It was still a pleasant drinker. So it had that coffee taste. It had that coffee it, you know, it that aroma, but it didn't have that coffee rip to it either. And for that, it, it goes in the gold medal position for that reason. So I'm just going to agree with Adam for more or less the same reasons. Uh, bronze, I'm going to give to the pumpkin because it is a seasonal. And I just don't ever drink pumpkins outside of October, November. I just don't. <laughs> I had There was a small window where I drank them in September, and then I got sick of them, so I stopped doing that. But yeah, it's still really good, and I think it's a good representation of a milkshake stout. And like they were saying, it's kind of similar to what you find nowadays when you see white stouts. It has that thickness and creaminess, but also it's got the good spices, and it has actual pumpkin in it. This is appropriate time beer. I like it a lot. However, that APA is an all-time drinker. Just drink it whenever. <laughs> like, it does fare better in the summer months, and I think it would be really refreshing, and I hope it comes back around for then, because I'd like to see it then. But uh, yeah, gold I got to give to the coffee stout as well, because uh, even though John said that it's a more seasonal thing for him, it's not for me. All weather is stout weather. Stout's forever. <laughs> Stout's forever. Stout's forever. North of the wall. Stout's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> I will say I actually wish the coffee flavor was a little harsher. Wow. Really? I'm with Tom and the double down theory. Mm -hmm. Just because it is it is real punchy on the nose and, you know, just have it off to the side all day and it'll cover up your farts like a <laughs> like a like a Glade plug-in. <laughs> but uh otherwise, yeah, it's so smooth on the nitro and it has so much good flavor in it and it's not bogged down with any kind of other crazy flavors so it's just all coffee all the time and it's great so that's my golds them's my rankings now it's time to make the brewers rate their children thank you steve whoever wants to go first i'll let john go first um it's the same as those two oh, <laughs> right on lean and easy no like it um which is odd because i'm not a big stout drinker um but I do think the coffee stout really comes out swinging, and I'm really impressed. The APA is phenomenal. It um, really cool hop, lots of balance, crushable. But uh, there's something about the coffee that I think takes it just a, a smidge higher. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go next and let Dave finish off, so I don't uh, interrupt him. Uh, I was I would say I'm gonna go in a different order. 
not just to be weird, but the coffee stout has a great body to it and a great aromatic to it. But I'm prouder of the other two beers for the different reasons. One, I would put the pumpkin in my two and the APA in my one, the gold position, because I really am super happy with how the APA came out. It shows a lot of the depth of the brewery and where we got to with our hops and what they're up to as far as getting them to come out of the glass at you, to be hazy, to be juicy. That's that's the daughter of Sabro is a delight and a, and a really welcome find. Uh, I'm really super happy with that beer. It's just a, an, an all-star. And the, the two position, I'm really happy to see the pumpkin beer came out where we had remembered it to be with our new styles, like uh, the, the new lactose, the new uh, way we did our milkshake bodies with the old style beer that Dave and I used to enjoy from before. To me, it's an interesting synergy that you wouldn't know if you hadn't had those homebrew beers from us. So uh, that's the only reason why I didn't put that the pumpkin in the gold is because I was so happy with how the pale came out. Uh, otherwise, the pumpkin, perfect spice level for me. It, it jumps out of the glass. I was just smelling the glass. It was almost empty. Just uh, and it's, you know, it's. I just really love the spice combinations and the flavor. Yeah, um, I'm still I'm slightly different than all of you. Uh, I would, but I would put the pumpkin in the third spot. Um, I'm not a huge pumpkin beer fan. Um, I'm okay with one here and there. I don't know if it's the nutmeg or something. It's a little strange for me, but I still think it came out really well. I'm pretty pretty happy with the way it came out. Uh, I was a little fearful that I overspiced it, but I think it now, like I said, I think it's calmed down a little bit and it's it's pretty perfect. But it's still uh, in the third spot for me. Uh, second would then be the coffee stout, which I love. This one will be real curious for me to see. Like I, when I, I don't look at Untapped. I don't really look at the specific ratings, but I do look at the overall ratings for a beer because I feel that gives me a better gauge uh, and doesn't make me want to hang myself in the closet. <laughs> if I look at the specific ratings of people, he knows nothing about billionaires. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I'll, be, I'll be real <laughs> curious to see how that one comes out. Like our, our coffee stouts before the, the other versions did very well. And I'll be real curious to see what this one, how this one does. I feel that like this one is a little more aggressive than the other ones. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like some of this I have to lean. Like when, when I gauge the feedback, because I'm not always here. So I, I gauge the feedback by looking at the overall ratings on Untapped and then what you know, Tom is hearing in the front of the house or the, the other bartenders. But I'll be curious to see where this one falls because I, I know I get it. You guys wanted it to be more aggressive, but I, we try to keep stuff very palatable for for most people. Yeah, don't so, take don't take my no, <laughs> wishes. No, I, I, I know. I, I love I know, nightmare uh, things tasting right, like. Certain people want to be punched in the mouth. Yeah. And we want to keep those people happy too. But um, so we'll, we'll see. But that one's in the second for me. I think we it, we did a bang up job. I think we got the the co- the the co- the flavor of the coffee really in there, which is what we want to really do with that beer. Is we're kind of showcasing coffee because there's, there's a lot of great coffee around too, not, and not just in Pittsburgh. Obviously, there's tons in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of cool coffee. I'm finding out that we can we can play with in that beer, um, but I got I got to give the number one spot to the pail. I think um, that the pail has been kind of a dragon we've been chasing for a while. We've had some fails, so it feels a little more personable to me that we were able to really hit that one where we wanted it to be, and it turned out that that was just a really cool hop too, and it made us a, a unique beer. So that's uh, mainly why I'm giving that one the the gold. Awesome. Well, uh, keep it going and just give us like your new open hours, 
when the second anniversary is, what your social media plugs are, just all of those things. Let people know where to find you, yeah, what's I'll, going I'll, on. I'll, I'll start this. So uh, November 30th will be our two-year anniversary party here. Uh, we're going to have Blue Sparrow is going to be here with their food, which is kind of a really big deal for us. I'm really glad that they're going to be coming out. That's going to be a, a good time, just not even from a beer standpoint, but a food standpoint. I rush them at every festival. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really into their food, too. So that, that that's it's going to be a lot of fun here that day. We're going to have six new beers on. Uh, we didn't talk about all of those. We did talk about the Vanilla Belgian that's going to be on. Um, we're going to have a hoppy beer. It's going to be, it's going to be a dip up. And then we're going to have another kettle sour, which, you know, we'll let, we'll let the people go online to look at that. But obviously we're we're coming out swinging with that one and then we're going to do our unit testing which we said is going to be three new breakfast cereal beers not going to say what those cereals are yet because we're still beating each other up on what they're <laughs> going to be um so those will be our six beers that day uh some of the beers that we talked about today are going to be on i think the coffee stout will still be pouring the only one that might not be that we talked about today which i think we kind of kind of messed up on a little bit is the pumpkin will probably be gone i'm going to assume that that one might not be on uh we have a double ipa coming out next week that one should be on for the anniversary but uh yeah that's really all we got going on uh, as far as uh these next couple weeks for us are going to be crazy getting all these beers out for the anniversary so i don't know what's happening in december Recover. Well, what is happening is us filling all those empty tanks. Yeah. So it's right back to more brewing for us. Yeah, I mean we've we've got beer ideas, uh, but we don't. We've been really kind of focused on making this anniversary a really good time. So uh, three of those, the three beers we talked about, not the breakfast cereals, they'll be all in cans. Uh, the, vanilla, the vanilla oak will be in the eight ounce cans like we did for last year. The <laughs> little, the little, the little grenades. Yeah, love grenades. Um, it is, it is fourteen percent or over. So um, <laughs> we have to or check. Over. We have to, we have to check it again, is what I'm saying. So, but yeah, right now, out. last we checked, it was at fourteen. This yeast, the longer it sits, it'll just keep chewing away. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're at least at fourteen. Um, I can't remember what else you asked me to talk about, but uh, well, our open hours, social are, media, yeah, yeah, open hours, right. yeah. So we're open every day, but Wednesday right now. Here inside the theater, they do a trivia night on Wednesday, which is super fun, uh, and it's one of those nights just good for us to have off. You know, uh, and, and especially we love being open on Mondays. We talked about it, even homebrewing that we should have a bar open on Mondays because we had nowhere to drink beers either. So, uh, <laughs> and that way, uh, we're inside the theater. It's one of the things I always try to mention. Don't drive by. It's really kind of a tr- little bit of tricky to find us, but once you do, uh, you know, you'll be, you'll be pleasantly rewarded. For social media, you can find us on Instagram at uh, Abjuration Brewing, yep. Twitter. Abjuration Brewing, Facebook, Abjuration Brewing. Uh, Twitter, Twitter's the only one. I, you can't fit the whole thing because it's too long. So it's Abjuration Brew, unfortunately. Because there, there's, li- there's a but limit on how, <laughs> what your at can be on Twitter that is yeah. not the same on the other two. And then unfortunately. our website. It really, yeah, and, yeah, we, and, and we, we have a newsletter now. I actually started that back up. The first one went out last week. So um, I, I try to give. we're going to try to give a little bit of a heads up uh on our our cans at least maybe like two weeks instead of one which is the pay, pretty much the way it's working now mm-hmm. uh no promises that we won't pull those back so if the beer's not good we're not going to do it but uh, i i do want to reward people for following that and mm-hmm. so uh it will be it's pretty much all the same stuff that we put on social media it will just be summarized in 
one day you can get it all. So uh, I wanted to do that because there's not everyone, like we talked about, not everyone is on social media, and it really hides a lot of shit from us when we try to like, get information out there to people, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really frustrating. So if you really want to know exactly what's going on, the best thing right now is to follow the newsletter. Uh, it's a pain in the ass for me to do. I've avoided it for a while, but I think, <laughs> I, I, think I have a nice pattern down now, and I can just kind of... It's really there's no there's no fluff. It's just like these are the beers that are coming out. This is what's going to be in cans. This is the events that are happening in the future. There's no, I mean, you'll get some personal stuff of us saying what we need to on there. But for the most part, it's just like, hey, this is the beer that's coming. Right so. on. Well, yeah, you can and you can sign up for that on the website, right? Yeah, it's on so, the website. So yep. yeah, abjurationbrewing.com. A b j u r a t a or t i o n. There you go. I get it. <laughs> you got it. I did not win spelling bees. <laughs> no, it's good. And it, well, don't forget, you know, for all the homebrewers out there, there might be a couple listening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our recipes are open source online, so yeah. you can make a lot of our fun stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're just looking at uh, comparing recipes and styles and what you want to buy and get into for your next set of fun beers, especially over the holiday break, yeah, for sure. Check us out. And admittedly, we've gone down that path once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, your beers are really great. I, uh, I've enjoyed. Well, we tried some of them the other day, and uh, we're waiting to see more stuff out of you guys. So we might have one coming up. We'll come back to you December. We'll have some. Mm-hmm. We love it. <laughs> I, I do home brewers at home. If you, yeah. uh, we, Dave and I, you know, I don't want to put us out there for every single person to bum rush us with free beer. But um, if it had to happen <laughs> like that, I guess it doesn't sound too horrible. Right. But if you're a home brewer and you want to get our honest opinion. You know, come into the tap room and bring us a beer. We will drink it. Yeah, I promise you. And I feel like most breweries brewer do. Brewer found dead. <laughs> yeah, please don't smiling but dead. Yes. <laughs> yes, please don't put Joker gas in the. <laughs> hey, a little Joker gas is good for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I th- I feel like most breweries will take free home brews though. Yeah, they they enjoy being given things. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially yeah. What, 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 what I'm saying is we'll um, also give our best. Right. Heartfelt responses to what we like in those beers too. Yeah, you know, it isn't just most. We'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, some people have. Yeah, we we even did that on episode 100. We brought you our home brews, and yes. you guys gave yep. us some yep. very actionable feedback. So yes, we can attest to that because it happened on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're willing to drink more. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I I got questions for you after the show. So, uh, but until then, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA on your favorite platform. That includes. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Those are the ones we use. We don't do Snapchat or the other one. We, don't, we ain't a bunch There's of... There's another one? Yeah, we ain't a bunch of TikToks. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I thought no. you guys were going to be on Grinder. Oh, no. That's not social media. That's oh, just, is it? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's just hanging out. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag. That's, that's all about that's all about making that's all about grinding malts right yeah right. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so, so, set, set your gauges up and then you just you know drop in more and more yeah. two row oh, okay yeah I, I just wanted to find a bunch of guys to get together and grind malts with <laughs> that's what it's for right you know you, you learn a lot <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the podcast though every Friday as you should then just search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher Podbean Spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Abjuration Cast, uh, <laughs> Tablecast, <laughs> Beakercast. What else? What am I missing? Castcast. Castcast. Castcast is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about it. But if you're on any of those platforms, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but those some bitches only let us use five. And that's a worse crime than you not buying our six-star t-shirt... That you can find on tpublic.com slash user slash Hop Nation USA. We have 19 original designs that I slaved over a 
illustrator. <laughs> you really pull back on that one. Uh, you just realize that you're just doing dumb graphics designs and you shouldn't say slave over a computer. <laughs> but yes, go buy them for your holiday shopping right. needs. We can get you done taken care of in like 20 minutes. Yes, there's goodens on there. Check them out. But uh, other than that, yeah, I just want to thank Dave, Tom, and John for inviting us back to Abjuration. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking forward to celebrating their second anniversary over the holiday break. And we'll be back with a real show probably first week of December. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I'd also like to uh, echo our thanks for letting us come here. Uh, y'all make some good-ass beers. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks so. for bottom thank, line. Thanks for coming, show. guys. Hopefully we're going to see you at the anniversary party. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, now that I know that I can get little cans of <laughs> the Belgian. Oh, we got you. Little cans of the Belgian. I'm hooked. <laughs> you can get your Andre the Giant cans. <laughs> the, 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 the tiny cans go in the big hands. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> Andre says goodbye. <laughs>